podcast juice. Po- yeah, podcast That's what juice. it is. Uh, I told you about the initial one, right? It was Toro Rosso, which is uh, Lemoncello in Red Bull. Ooh, ooh. Oh. So it's Italian Hachi for Machi. Red, Red Bull. Bull. Yeah. Yeah. Any Hoozlebees. Yeah. Hoozlebees. Hello. Hi. Welcome. It's a celebration. It celebration. is. Celebration. Yeah. Woo! Uh, it's, we're recording this slightly before, but only slightly, uh, but it's going to drop on Hate Watch, Great Watch. Two-year anniversary. Congratulations. Thanks. Yes. Thanks. I can't believe we're here. <laughs> two, two, two-year anniversary. Yeah. I love it. Happy birthday to us. Speaking of which, I ordered us a birthday ice cream cake, which will be delivered, like, in about an hour. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wouldn't have eaten that half a pint of ice cream, but that's fine. <laughs> that's fantastic. Now I'm going to smell like a giant fart. I mean, welcome to my lifestyle. Hey, watch Great Watch, the podcast powered by farts. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, watch Great Watch. Hey, watch Great Watch. Hey, watch Great Watch. I hate them all, but I just can't stop. Ice cream cake oh. from uh, Scoop Deville. Thank you so oh, much. Damn. That's amazing. Yeah. Ooh, I'm so is, excited. Did they open the one on South Street? They're the Grubhub did. Uh, but so yeah, we uh, we realized that our, our two-year birthday, on-air birthday, was coming up, and we were like, oh, I got Hunter like, realized. What? Allison went, that's not true, and then was like, oh shit, it actually definitely is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I was like, I, I wanted, originally, you know, had wanted to do something like, oh, maybe we'd have like a bunch of the previous guests, like just pop in, maybe, like, record a brief thing, you know, or maybe we'd all watch something, whatever. Uh And then, yeah, viral pandemic. I'm like, well, we can't do that, but we do happen to live with two past and future guests. So I was like, okay, we should do a thing together. And it just so happened that we watched all the Beethovens. All all of them. (laughs) And guess how many there are. Yo. Is it, wait, wait, is it one Toven? It's No. no. Is it two Toven? No. Is it three or four? Or five or six or seven Toven? No. Is it it's, six, eight? It's Toven. Eight Toven. Eight and a season of television. Turns out Beethoven had an animated series in the 90s for one season, 1993, 94. Four, yeah. Yeah, uh, and this wasn't something that we planned on doing for the podcast. It was just a series of escalating dares. Essentially, that... yeah. <laughs> yeah. And here we are. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've been socially distancing as a household, and yeah. you know, so part of that is like, oh, we watch a lot of movies, and we've been tackling various franchises. We did the Scorpions Kings, yeah, mm-hmm. which uh, was shorter. That was only yeah, five yeah. movies. Five movies. Uh, we're about to start the Underworlds. Yeah, yeah. how many? Also of those? five. Oh, good. <laughs> Eight's a tough number. Eight. Eight's, a lot. Eight's a lot of movies. Eight yeah. is though my lucky number. Sure, oh, but also they're not good so early like it's not like oh yeah the first four are great it's that the first two are good and then oh well to give everyone a little bit of context the beethovens are it's a five film franchise to start with and then like a soft reboot they just never really mention stuff and then there's three so the first five are all technically part of one cinematic universe and then 
the second three are all again part of one second cinematic universe. So it's not eight that are all connected. It's five and then three. Yeah, and it gets a little meta with how it's connected too. Oh yeah, that's what everyone wanted too. I I, what, I wish I was a fly on the wall of whoever had to pitch that and was like, I didn't. I think it's time that Beethoven got a little self-aware. I didn't realize how deep into the Beethoven hole it like it gets, and I was not emotionally prepared. Yeah, no, if you were to illustrate it, it would be a dog sniffing its own butt forever. Like an Ouroboros? <laughs> it's so, yeah. its own but Beethoven hole. St. Bernard's? Yeah. <laughs> this is the cake interlude. Uh, anyway, hi, Hunter, you're back. Yeah, I'm back. Um, we're going to yeah. have soup soon, because I had to take a frozen soup out of the freezer to put the cake in. Oh. Okay. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Nice. Hello, excellent humans, and welcome to another episode of Hate Watch, Great Watch. I am your host, Allison Yakoulis, here with me as always. <laughs> Tim Allen. Beethoven? <laughs> 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 I'm Hunter Bush. Hello. And we have today with us two, our... two, two yeah. guests. Two guests. Hello, I'm Crystal. And hi, Emmy Bottle. Yep, you've heard them on numerous uh, episodes, such as Kaiju Mono, You're Next, and Howard the Duck, The Legacy, Vibrations. Oh yes, Vibrations yeah. special guest on there. Um, so yeah, we decided we're gonna do a kind of a special episode where we just talk about the entire franchise of Beethoven. Yep. Strap in. Yeah. Uh, Rosalie's excited for this one. Huh? Rosalie, Rosalie, as we saw Rosalie earlier. Hello, Rosalie. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, Beethoven's, man. So many Beethoven's. Okay, so for people who just have no idea what Beethoven is, it's a dog movie. Yeah. Um, it started with Beethoven, uh, the original the original Beethoven. Beethoven's the, a St. Bernard. Yeah, big mm-hmm. old, big old St. Bernard, very slobbery. In the year of our Lord, 1992, Charles Grodin and Bonnie Hunt and their children, uh, they have three children, they found a dog, a puppy. A puppy made its way into their house because, like, they never locked their doors. And then they adopted that puppy, and that puppy grew into a giant St. Bernard named Beethoven. Hijinks ensued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, that's the thing is, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about these, like, plots, but the plots are pretty thin. So the plot in the first one involves um, an evil vet who wants to kill Beethoven because Beethoven witnessed a crime. Oh, no, well, he wants to test the bullets. On, they need yeah. a big dog. Oh, to, yeah. So, wait, he, so it so, just happened to be the same criminals that had. Yeah. Like, so yeah. well. So oh. so basically, the vet moonlights as a munitions test. Munitions, yeah. Yeah. and then also even for smaller dogs, they do like some kind of injection testing yeah. or something. I don't know if it's. He's yeah. just like a nebulous bad guy. Yeah. But also yeah. a veterinarian. Right. Yeah. But the thing, the thing that threw me just now is that the two criminals who, by the way, it's <laughs> oh. Stanley Tucci and Oliver Platt are your two criminals in this movie, which is wild. They have no parts at all. It's like nothing. But th- those two are responsible for the pet store heist or whatever that accidentally freed Beethoven as a puppy. And then years later, they're also working with munitions veterinarian. Yeah, he's he's like a veterinarian moonlighting as an arms dealer, which is just here's here's the thing. Weird. That all that all missed me. So that really throws my initial ranking into because okay, I should probably talk about the way I think we're going to talk about these is like we will describe the plot to you and mention you know cast members, storylines, whatever. But like really, they're, they're dog movies. They're all dog movies. What it boils down to as far as whether it's good or bad or whatever is like no one's coming to a Beethoven movie to see anybody but Beethoven. Everybody that's there is fine. But like, as I refer to them when we're watching these movies, the humans are a canvas upon which to paint 
with Beethoven. <laughs> That's the whole point of the thing. Everybody's there to see Beethoven. Yeah. Yeah. Me the beef. Right. And it's like, how much dog are you actually getting? And is the dog action like good, fun, you know, whatever. That's kind of like the metric on which you grade a Beethoven movie. And I initially thought this one was fine. It's like, yeah, it's exactly what you expect. It's a dog meets a family. And then there's a lot of like, it's like that one sequence from Turner and Hooch where Tom Hanks is like, this is not your room. There will be no chewing of slippers. There will be no slobbering of my whatever. And that's kind of the whole movie. But now that you mention it, yeah, no, there is a whole weird subplot about a munitions expert who moonlights as a veterinarian that I kind of had forgotten that is way too much background plot for the first Beethoven. Well, even even the family is in air fresheners development and sales, which is just such a weird thing. Charles Grodin, Papa Newton. Yeah. George Newton. George Newton. Uh... Is, yeah, in the air freshener business, and he is negotiating a merger with, I guess, is it a car company? And the idea is that they'll supply the air fresheners for the cars, I believe. Yeah. I think that was what it was. I don't even know what the company was. I just know it was David Duchovny and David Duchovny and Deborah Messing. Oh, no. Was Was it not Deborah Messing? It wasn't Deborah Messing. Oh, who was it? No, I... I did it again. You you just want to be Deborah Messing. I don't know why. She played. No, she plays Deborah. Patricia Heaton. Yes. Yep. Everybody loves Raymond. Okay. Deborah. That's what it was. Deborah. Deborah, it's me, Fox Mulder. I did it again, man. Spooky air freshener. It's me, Spooky Mulder, Deborah. Wait. My brother was abducted by aliens. Does nobody do spooky air fresheners? What would they smell like? Uh, grave dirt. Summer horse grave. Yeah. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> they do make mothball scented air fresheners. They're just not I, shaped I mean, like Halloween. ghosts or anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like like okay, blueberry like or hot, something. Hot pumpkin. Yeah. Hot, hot pumpkin. Hot pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know, like uh, candy corn or um, not like that. I, I grave dirt. That's good. Like how about fallen is, leaves? Yeah, leaves fallen is good. Leaves, Hot nice. pumpkin is good. How about like apple cold spice? nights? I think I feel like apple Christmas spice has been co opted by yeah Christmas and, and Thanksgiving. Mm. Mm. Okay, because you get into that like mulled cider territory. Yeah, you know what? That's fair. Well, now I know what we're doing. Circus pee. I mean, if you call it like oh. apple bobbing, that would be oh apple more associated with. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah, if you make it like, you know, those like river rocks like type smell where you smell like the watery smell yeah. of it and then like sharp crisp apples. Here's the deal though. You just that. have the apple scent and then whatever you don't sell for Halloween, you just rebrand for Xmas. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I'm bobbing for apples. Smells like my mom. Like Jesus apples, but Jesus I'm, I'm apples. happy. Merry Christmas. Do you want your car to be 30% spookier and smell 50% better? We got you. So The see, math is all over the place, but I like it. Yeah. I still think it's just a well, weird they're not that premise big. for like <laughs> all right. a, a dog family. Because like the movie itself couldn't could just have been like, hey, this family has a dog and Charles Grodin hates him. And then like he learns to love Beethoven for who he is. I imagine that maybe they went through a whole thing of like what is a little bit like fastidious and also lame as a career and they went through a lot of reasonable answers and then they settled on this oh yeah. no you mean the the air fresheners yeah i will all right let me loop back around to that okay. in just okay. one second okay. i do think you need the my air freshener business is trying to do a merger subplot because the family needs to want something sure and then also that them. they need to put on um put their best foot forward with a group and so that gives you more of a, a vehicle for things to go badly sure Chaos. So I yeah. do think you need that. I don't sure. think you need the other shit, but 
Um, as far yeah. as as far as air freshener company, I guarantee it's an, a writer overthinking or a writer's room like overwriting it and being like, "Don't you get it? He works for an air freshener company. He always wants things to smell oh, good, good, and the dog smells bad. <laughs> They're diametric opposites." And you're just like, "Dude, it's a dog. Like, we don't need to overthink it. This much. It's not a Greek tragedy. There doesn't need to be like several layers of irony. Stop it." Like, they could have ran with that, though, even without, like, the freak vet thing. They, they could have been like, oh, maybe Beethoven is what, like, helps him sell these air fresheners because it's like, look at my smelly dog that broke into the meeting. And everyone's like, well, I don't smell him. All I smell are these beautiful air fresheners. Right. Yeah. That's way better. Saved. That, see, and then that's so much better. That makes sense to me than, like, okay, well, here's also this vet that just wants to test bullets and... <laughs> Which is and crazy. And Beethoven in the head, which Do, is like so heavy for like a kid's movie. It is. Do they ever really let Beethoven be the hero at the end of the day? He saves his little buddy. Yeah, he saves okay. a lot of lives and stuff. He doesn't, you know. And he's a celebrity for the last three. Sure. Beethoven saved he's like, my soul. <laughs> first Church of Beethoven. <laughs> yeah. Mount Mausoleum's First Church of Beethoven. Yeah, Mount Mausoleum, by the way, in case you've seen it on social media, that's us. That's our house. Our house is Mount Mausoleum. We're an art collective. That's what we do. Also, if you look on Bandcamp, there is an empty Bandcamp that I've been mm-hmm. squatting on for several years, yeah. which I think I've mentioned before. Yeah, when we get when we get music, it'll <laughs> right. go there. Okay, do we want to just sort of bop through all the plots and then we'll come back and do our individual ratings? Sure, yeah. yeah. Well, we've okay. already talked about one and how it's like, you know, I think it's fine. Right. I think yeah. it's fine. But like on a five star system, it's hovering around the three star rating. It's like, I feel this that. is fine. I feel yeah. that. that, that well, is it, right. is it a five star system in general or is it a five star system of the Beethoven movies? Because I think if it's just insular, it's way higher. Well, so I think, you know, in general, you should rate a movie based on what it is. Sure. And okay. that, you know, you can't compare Beethoven to fucking Schindler's List. You have to sort of rate it with, like, you know, a jury of its peers, kind of. Sure. But when watching these things in such a close succession, it becomes a five-star system of just the Beethovens. Like, all other movies cease to be. Yeah. You get fucking highway hypnosis with this dog. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, it's it's hovering in the middle somewhere. It's not great, but it's not bad. It's totally serviceable. If you were a parent in the 90s and you took your kid, you know, to see a dog movie, you got a dog movie. It's fine. Yeah. 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 I probably saw it. Yeah, I saw it many times as a child because if it had a dog in it, I was probably like all in. And that's why it's part, I guess in part, it's hard for me to separate my nostalgia for it Mm -hmm. because I got like the warm fuzzies like watching it. Yeah. This was actually your initiative too because what had happened you're blaming me for this? No, I think it's a good idea. I think it's a good thing. (laughs) I don't want to regret anything. Hunter presented it first as Uh, a... uh, uh, No, what happened was we watched Flora and Ulysses, which is on Disney Plus, which came out this year. Yeah. And then we start, it's kind of an animal movie. The animal, the main animal is CG. But then we started talking about animal movies. But like, then we started talking about other animal movies and yeah, Bottle, you brought up Beethoven and then we were like, oh, let's see if it's streaming because I could watch a Beethoven. Yeah. And then Allison, I believe, you were like, there are eight of them and I immediately went to Amazon to be like, (laughs) Can I get all eight of them and at what price? And it was $12, which averages out to $1.50 per movie, which is about right. Yeah. Yeah. All in all, that's about right. Yeah, if I had to average together what I would pay to see all of these, I feel like that is a decent 
Yeah, that's yeah. not even like a full price movie ticket. No, no. individually it would vary. Some yeah. of them, a dollar fifty yeah. seems oh, yeah. steep. steep. <laughs> Quite yeah. steep. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know. I will be needing extra free popcorn, please, and thank you. Like one and two, I'd pay between five and ten dollars a piece for those. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, two especially. Let's yeah. move yeah. on two to two. Is, yeah, because... the darling of the group. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Beethoven's yeah. second. Beethoven's second. Yeah, that's the thing. The first five are Beethoven. Beethoven's second, Beethoven's third, Beethoven's fourth, and Beethoven's fifth. And then we start getting into other titles. And then six is just Beethoven. No, No. six is Beethoven's Big Big Break. break. Oh, okay. Seven is Beethoven's Christmas Adventure. Adventure. And then eight is Beethoven's Beethoven's Treasure Treasure Tale. T-A-I-L. Because dog humor. Get it? (laughs) It's because he has a tail. (laughs) Get it? Because he's being followed by the FBI. <laughs> I wish that was the. That would nope. Be that would have actually been maybe for Beethoven nine. Beethoven nine. Better. Nine more Beethovens, but it's spelled N E I N like the German for no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's Beethoven. It's the fucking Lionel Hutz joke. Beethoven question mark nine. <laughs> oh boy. So Beethoven's second. The B plot really is Beethoven meets a lady dog named Missy. Who looks exactly like Beethoven, but with a bow. That's how you know it's a girl. Like, yeah. Like yeah. Uh, like Ms. Pac-Man and Pac-Man. Yep. And well, they... what were they going to do? Put boobs on her? It's a real dog. <laughs> yeah, they're it gonna, would look silly. They're going to Lola Bunny her and give her a yeah, giant yeah. rack. And then take it away in 15 years and the internet will fucking explode. Yeah. They probably contacted somebody to do prosthetics and they were just like, no. no. Yeah. Speaking of, the animatronic Beethoven from the first Beethoven. Oh, oh yeah. We, Marvel. Yeah, there there are these cutaways, only two or three times, to an animatronic dog face so that its eyes can widen in um, either fear or, as Bottle described it, food horniness. It's so upsetting. <laughs> It's great. I love practical effects. I would rather they look kind of crappy than yeah. be a seamless, you know, CG thing. Well, and I've definitely seen worse. Oh, definitely. Like, definitely. This, this is totally serviceable. It's just a little silly. Yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, in Beethoven's second, he meets Missy. They fall in love. They have a litter of puppies. Missy is in the middle of a... Messy of divorce. a messy divorce between her owners. So the, the wife is Debbie Mazer, who is like such a stone cold bitch. This <laughs> is great. She's like, you know, Corel Deville level mean. hammy evil. Yeah. Yeah. Because like her whole thing is that she's using the dog as leverage against her uh, soon to be ex-husband and everything. And it gives no shits about anybody or anything besides getting his money. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's despicable in this. It's awesome. She's got some great looks, though. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. The costuming on her is phenomenal. Um, I just want to mention. Unbelievable work. So now she has a new, uh, uh, a new bow, and it's uh, Chris Penn. Bow, B-E-A-U, not B-O-W. It's we true, were just yeah. talking about Missy's bow. That's fair. Yeah, she's palled around with Chris Penn, who is... It's great to watch Chris Penn just repeatedly get pretty owned by this dog. Doesn't yeah. he get hit in the balls by Beethoven? He gets he gets, gets hit like in the balls. in the balls. And later, he falls down a mountain yeah. and lands neck first on a tree stump. <laughs> yeah! Uh, like, and then gets it stuck on his head yeah. like some kind of a cartoon bear. Well, he stands up and I was like, oh, he's Groot now. Yeah! There is really good, like, cartoon 
cartoon Pratt falls in this. Yeah, this one has the best stunt work. And then, like, she falls down the hill. Like, as soon as he gets up the hill, she, like, tumbles down the hill. And takes him out of the knees. Later on, they both fall off a cliff into a mud pit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Amazing. Um, oh, but her ex-husband, Beethoven, uh, Missy's owner, uh, is Kevin Dunn of a lot of things, but notably, I guess, the Transformers franchise where he's Shia LaBeouf's father. Oh, boy. <laughs> Kevin Dunn's a good actor. Better than the Transformers franchise, but you get that money, Kevin. Yeah. yeah. Good for him. But the star, you know, again, is Beethoven. Yeah. Uh, Missy is fine in this. You know, she's kind of a plot point. Um, the puppies all end up going to live with Beethoven, and at first, the Newton children are... Keeping the puppies a secret, they're sleeping in shifts, they're alternating days, who gets up at what time to feed them, because they're, they're, they're still... They're hidden in the garage. Yeah, and they're, they're drinking formula, they don't eat solid food yet, they, don't, they can't lick uh, milk on their own, that kind of thing, so they're bottle feeding them, and... Um, somehow oh, the parents don't notice. And no. somehow they can just cut school. Yeah. Well, yeah, they just leave at recess every day, and no one questions it really, except yeah. for the daughter who's in, like, junior high or high school, where, where she's been cutting whatever class... And all the kids are, like, falling asleep all the time, and all the teachers think that there's, like, trouble at home. Yeah. Also, I want to mention the oldest daughter, her name in the film is Rice with a Y. Her name is Rice Newton, and I feel like that is child abuse. Yeah, it's not the best name. The 90s were wild, man. Yeah. Rice with a Y Newton. Just Rice Newton, it sounds like a shitty food. It sounds like a diet food. Yeah, like, it's like yeah. an alternative, like Fig Newton. Yeah. Oh, gluten free. Yeah, it's yeah. a gluten free oh. Fig Newton. Like, because like already Fig Newtons don't really do it for me. Yeah. That's and fair. then you just let's take a Fig Newton and make it worse. I'm, I'm sorry, we're not going to get the Nabisco sponsorship. Yeah. What about I a strawberry? Like, I I love Fig Newton. I do like a Fig Newton. I was going to say it. Listeners, um, uh, if you want to send us presents for our two year on air uh, <laughs> birthday, Newton. Fig Newtons. Fig Newton. And send it to Movie John. Send it to Movie John, attention HWGW, P.O. Box 20172, Philadelphia, PA 19145. Favorite P.O. Box, send us fake Newtons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretend you want to save Friday Night Lights or whatever and just send boxes of fake Newtons to they, P.O. Box. Did they do that for Friday Night Lights? Uh, no, but that's the thing they do to save TV shows is send some no, I, weird thing. I know. Famously, Roswell, they sent hot sauce because it was like a thing featured in the show. Yeah. yeah. So, in Beethoven's second, the Newtons, they go on vacation, which is kind of their only, there's no other real plot for them. It's a lot of wheel spinning in the beginning while the kids are like raising the puppies, but once the puppies start eating on their own and they get outed to the parents where they're like they hear barking and you know in the basement well, you seem perplexed well also the parents are trying to like start like go out on their own and do their own company and so that's why they're so distracted is that they're trying to get this big loan from the bank yeah, they have to put their that, house up on collateral dude a lot of things happen but none of it that doesn't have any bearing on the rest of the plot they I, go on vacation is the rest of the plot that has nothing to do with their I business mean, thing i mean i thought it had a lot to do with like why uh their dad was so or, or i mean both of their parents were so like stressed out and ignoring their kids they weren't ignoring them they just well, they just didn't notice yeah um but so they go on vacation after you know now they know they have puppies they take the puppies and beethoven they go on vacation and then after that it's just a bunch of individual scenes that have there's no previous setup it's just like oh now they're at the fair and george has been eating shit all day cotton candy funnel cake whatever and now he's going to do a burger eating contest that for no reason and i've never seen this before and it's not real right it's a man and dog 
burger eating contest, and everybody there has a dog, and there's like a previous year's man and dog team winner. Yeah. Just so that, you know, we a can watch. A real big guy and his great Dane. Yeah, yeah, just so we can watch Beethoven house these, this giant bowl of burgers, and we can watch George being like, he's going to throw up. Because yeah. the whole time he's just like, ugh. The best part were, like, the teen hecklers, which yep. is what, like, what did they say? Oh, like, the dog's drooling. Yeah, they oh. started calling him, like, drool boy or whatever crazy thing. But they were straight up heckling Charles Grodin, like, yeah, yeah way to eat Burger's dick. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, incredible. Oh, your dog's drooling. Yeah, nice dog loser or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it was, like, the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And that just, like, kicked them into gear to, like eat these burgers like comically fast yeah, yeah charles grodin is motivated primarily by spite yep yeah pretty much um, which is very I mean, you know it's funny it's really yeah. and then so i mean spoilers for that scene but at the end of it they're like great job dad you you know you did so good you great one whatever and he's like oh, I'm gonna throw up. and i was like he should go over to the two heckling teens and they should have been like dude Good job. You you won. We're really impressed. And while they're like being like, hey, sorry, we were. He should just grab them both by the collar and throw up down both their shirts. <laughs> I would have loved that gross out 90s fucking like yeah. tube of fake vomit taped to the far side of his face so you can't see it. Just like spraying chewed up burger shakes in these at, kids' faces. At them, yeah. It would have been great. Release the Hunter Cut. That's right. Yeah. Let me re-edit Beethoven. Give me a hundred million dollars to re-edit, quote-unquote, re-edit Beethoven from the actual, my vision, all along. Yeah. We promise to only use a third of it for vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the rest of it? Cocaine! How else are you going to do it? It's the Queens of the Stone Age song. Yeah. For the dog. Yeah, I mean, the second one is also where... The second one is also where Beethoven rips the facade, the entire facade off of a house to prevent Rice from being date raped. Yeah, so yeah. this is what, this is the best scene in the heavy. movie. Yeah, Rice is like, I have a crush on this guy. Of course, the guy from is her she? school also goes to vacation at the same fucking lake. Uh, and then she's like, oh, I'm going to sneak out of the house to walk Beethoven. Oh, look, there's a house party. Oh, look, the guy I like is there. Oh, look, he wants to go make out with me? And he's like, yeah, so uh, maybe you don't get to leave this room until we fool around. And she's like, hey. Lock-click. Yeah, she's like, hey, I'm like a teenager and I'm not comfortable with this. And like, no, I don't want to do this. And he's like, yeah, but like maybe you just do cool, cool out. And she starts yelling and... Well, nope. And his friends are pouring beers down from a deck onto Beethoven. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you have to understand, yeah. they're on a deck, so they're on, like, they're on, you know, a second floor, basically. Beethoven is on ground level, and he's been, uh, his leash has been, like, wrapped around one of the support beams. And they're pouring beer on him, and he starts hearing Rice yelling, and he just rips the support beam out, and the whole back of the house falls in the lake, and it's fucking great. And, as if that wasn't great enough, Justice dog-fueled justice, the fucking date rapist guy falls in the lake and does the fucking Wilhelm scream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yep. awesome. Yeah, the porch and the whole side of the house come off. Yeah, the whole you back can, of the house is gone. It's like those open-up dollhouse facades. Yeah, like. you can see Rice and that dude in the, in the like, the bedroom that they're in. It's so good. Yep. It's wonderful. Um, and you only, uh, it's great, you only, the only people you see go into the lake are, like, him and his shitty dude friends. Yeah. Nobody and I was else. like, Nobody got hurt except no. for those shitty dudes. Right, and I was like, I, I wish we would cut to the house and it's just, like, all the girls that they had invited who were just like, cheering they were just like this is our house now yeah. <laughs> it just becomes their fucking girl gang clubhouse that would be so cool they start what, throwing like chairs fire? yeah they start throwing <laughs> chairs down trying to kill the boys in the lake 
Yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. I broke uh, Derek's neck! And they high-five. <laughs> Beethoven yeah. is a true feminist ally. Yeah. Beethoven fucking seriously is. He, yeah. Um, I believe that. That's After fair. the burger eating contest, the kids are like kind of accosted by uh, the couple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Debbie Mays or Chris Penn. Yes. Yeah, her, her, yeah. I always remember and Gina. They That's take her. the puppies because she's like, you know, well, their mother's mine, so that means that the the puppies are mine, and yes. you know, takes yeah. it from them because she wants to sell yep. them. Yes, because they're, they're purebreds. They are purebred Saint Bernards, so they will be expensive. Everybody goes on a rescue mission to find Missy and the puppies. Yeah, then that's, they have Beethoven that's how we get the mountain. Her, right? yep. yeah. yeah, that's well, right. Yeah, well, so Missy got released uh, by Beethoven. She was in a car, and Beethoven like freed her. And so then they have the puppies trying to track the mom, and then they have the Newtons all trying to track everybody else yeah. <laughs> up this mountain. And then we have like, yeah, big standoff. Chris Penn's going to drop one of the puppies and stuff. He, he ends up putting the puppy down and does Beethoven. I think that's when he gets hit in the dick. Okay. Yeah. And then yeah. he falls into the mud pit with yeah. Debbie Mazur. And then the like beaver dam or whatever that's holding the mud pit yeah. in place breaks and they get sucked into the, the river. river. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, well, they're dead. They're dead. Yep. Yeah. Um, that's pretty great. And then yeah. there's like a post credit, not post credits, but like a postscript scene where Kevin Dunn shows up at the house and he's like, hey, you know, the, the judge threw out uh, Debbie Mazur's court case. So like now I'm Missy's sole owner and I don't have to pay her any money. And they basically are like, oh, cool. And he's like, yeah, our dog's date. No big deal. It's cool. I guess yeah. we're friends now. Yeah. Well, and then yep. they're like, kids, your mother's here. And yes. it's all the like teenage uh, St. Bernard. Bernard children. Yeah. Uh, does anybody remember what they named all of them? There's four? Yeah, yeah there's okay. three mm-hmm. in the other one, which oh, we'll get to okay. later. But yeah, it's like Dolly, who is the girl. Mm-hmm. And she also has a bow, yes. so that you know she's a girl. That is correct. Mm-hmm. And then there's Mo. He has a little mohawk, and that's why he's Mo. And then there's Chubby and Tchaikovsky. Yep. Oh, which, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They let I the nerd drunk. son name one. He's like, I want to call him Tchaikovsky, and I was like, Ugh. which he's the he's the nerd son from Step by Step too. Oh, oh boy. wow, yeah. yeah. See, I watched a lot of those sitcoms, and also Beethoven's Second was my jam as a child. I had like a whole playset, yeah, like with little like dogs. Oh, yeah, was no. it the date rapist house playset? You could, you could no. throw the front in the lake. <laughs> it was probably the secret kennel where she hid the puppies. Oh wow! Yeah, I don't know. Building. It was they were just like little be- figures of Beethoven, Missy, and the pups, and oh. like. They have little magnets in their noses so that they could suckle on the mom, which was kind of weird if you think about it. But <laughs> yeah. I didn't think about it because I was a child. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, cool, it does this, and there's magnets. Well, that's yeah. so that you don't have to keep skipping school to feed them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true. Um, uh, this was also the one I remembered the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Th- Watching it, it, I was like, oh, I'm, I definitely remember much more of this than I was expecting to. It yeah. Yeah. probably helps because it's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. It is. Um, yeah, speaking of, like, remembering stuff from childhood, I definitely saw the first Beethoven, but for some reason, even though I completely remembered that it was David Duchovny, I thought he had the same long hair that he has in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Oh, yeah. So when he showed up, I was like, wait, what? Later on, there's a, a physical comedy dog bit where, like, Beethoven's chasing after whatever the fuck, and his leash wraps around, like, their chairs and the, like, cafe table they're sitting at in the Newton's yard. Yep. And so he just drags all three of them down the street. And I was like, oh, I remember this exact scene, like, shot for shot, verbatim. But in my head, he has his long, don't tell mom, babysitter's dead hair. Yeah. And I was like, that's so fucking weird. 
Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I think that I probably put one and two together in my head. Yeah. Because I Very didn't possible. remember a lot of one. But um, there were yeah. some scenes where I was just like, oh, yeah, absolutely. But I just thought it was, you know, all part of two. Um, the rest of them, I don't think I saw any of the rest no, of them. No, no. Um, especially because they were... As the, the, you know, obviously the longer it goes on, the older I would have gotten, which yeah, probably you're, not going to be, not prime Beethoven age. Yeah, spacecraft crystal moved out of Beethoven's orbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Second one also has the duet. Yes. Oh, yeah. The Day I Fall in Love by James Ingram and Dolly Parton, which we theorize is maybe why they named uh, the lady puppy Dolly. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually a pretty good song. It's a pretty yeah. good song. I thought it, it was real. So when I when I was like a kid, real. well, no, but I mean, like I thought it was just like, oh yeah, like how movies use like bad to the bone or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, mean, this but, was clearly yeah. written for this film. If it didn't have one line in it, it would just be like, oh, this is a totally solid duet, you know, of yeah. its time, really yeah. good. Um, but it has like a a reference to Beethoven. They try to, I'm sure that the producers were like, can you work in like a Beethoven reference so people know it's for the soundtrack or whatever? And they were like, Dolly Parton and Charles or, or James Ingram were like, do we really want to do that? And they're like, no. So they reference roll over Beethoven. Yeah. It's just like in the middle of the song. Yeah. And it's it's so out of place. It is, but it, it, it just... infinitely ties it to this. Yeah. yeah. And it's great. And that's what makes it amazing. How wonderful would the music video be? Oh, just pretty great. so much soft lighting and dog love, and an occasional <laughs> shot to dot like cut to Dolly, yeah, singer heart. A uh, lot of like linen blowing in the wind. <laughs> just it's, it's not going to be uh, James Ingram and Dolly Parton like dancing with Beethoven and Missy. That's like, also good. Like oh, MC like Scat that. Cat or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> also good. I like that a lot, actually. Like the whole video, it's like single shots of you know Ingram. Parton singing the you know duet and you do that like um you know dual shot thing where you like fade them half over each other right and the whole time you're like oh they're singing to each other and at the end you realize that they were each individually singing to a dog oh my god that's perfect (laughs) (laughs) all right beethoven's threed beethoven 3d it's not here's where it gets bad here's where they immediately botch everything you like about beethoven after the second one, which was uh, uh, so far a series high. Yeah. Uh, as I said on Letterboxd, Beethoven joins, um, it's very rarefied air for, for film franchises where the second one is like way better than the first one. Um, the, the first one that comes to mind is Spider-Man, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. The first one is extremely good. What you want from a Spider-Man origin film, solidly made, no complaints. But the second one is a fucking great movie. You're just yeah. like, damn, this is a really good movie. It just happens to be about Spider-Man. Yeah. Beethoven's second is like the Wrath of Khan good. It is. <laughs> Actually, it's... that might be... That, yeah. Okay, that was a little bit of hyper, a hyperbolic statement. Not but... as much as you would expect. <laughs> Beethoven's second is the Wrath of Khan of Beethoven, the series. Easily, But yeah. unfortunately, unlike Star Trek, the even-numbered Beethovens aren't all good. Yeah, unfortunately, like Star <laughs> Trek, Charles Grodin, I guess could age out of the series. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, we need a new, younger man to fill that role. So, Judge Reinhold was called. <laughs> yep, yeah. Judge Reinhold well, and Julia Sweeney, they are also the Newtons, and it is very confusing for way too long in this movie as to who the fuck they are. Yeah. It's like, is this like a, you know, I was watching it yeah, going, is this like a soft it. reboot? It takes way too long to get to it, though. It should be like right out of the gate, because they're when they're like, oh, we're the Newtons, and we have a son and a daughter... 
And I'm like, okay, like, you're not George, but, like, did they just keep the name Newton? Because we thought we would associate the Newtons with Beethoven. And then they're just soft rebooting it. It's a new family. And it's like, okay, how are they going to meet Beethoven or whatever? Because the first 12 minutes of this movie has no dog in it. No, it's just about an RV, which who could care? It's about an RV and inexplicably stealing fucking computer programs. Oh, God. And for some reason hiding them on a DVD of, I kid you not, the shakiest gun in the West. Who wrote this thing? I even forgot about the DVD subplot because it just doesn't <laughs> it's so bad. It doesn't fit. It's so crazy. So, turns out that, I don't even know, Bottle, you refer to them as the Lesser Newtons. The Lesser yes. Newtons, yeah. Judge Reinhold is Charles Grodin's cousin. Or brother. 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 Is it brother? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah, they're brothers. Okay. So, and yeah. So, uh, then randomly... You know, all this is filled in because off screen, none of the, we never will see any of this, and none of this is alluded to in previous installments. Um, the Charles Grodin Newtons, the Greater Newtons, went on vacation and decided to just ship only Beethoven, not Beethoven and Missy, not Beethoven and any of the pups. Nope. No idea what happened to them. Maybe they were killed off screen. Retcon. Yep, and that's what I mean. Like it's it's so loosey goosey with like yeah. the franchise and who the characters are and whatever. Where I was like, oh. This could just be a soft reboot where a new family's going to get a new Beethoven, but it's Beethoven. You know, yeah. like... So Beethoven shows up 12 minutes in. We are just given that the Newtons are off in Europe. And they're going to a family reunion, and they want Beethoven to be there. So his brother and his family are going to take him in an RV. Yeah. And that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Judge Reinhold bought a kind of too expensive RV, and they're going to road trip across America like he did when he was a boy. And that's kind of it. And the, the kids don't really want to go. The son in this looks like Eli Manning, and he's a miserable piece of shit. <laughs> oh, he sucks. The kid sucks so hard, and he looks just like Eli Manning. It's yeah. so, those two and, facts are unrelated, and, but it's And yeah, weird. they're being pers- pursued by these two guys who tried to steal some software and put it on a DVD, because guess who happened to get the DVD? Yeah, so, okay. Yeah, they they're stole... like, no one will rent this DVD. And then you know who rents it? It's Judge Reinhold. It's not even rented. He bought it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so yeah, he bought here's, it. Here's all the hoops that this script jumps through. I know. These two guys steal some kind of software. Okay, whatever. It's that's not That shouldn't be in this movie. Do but... we even talk about what the fuck it is? No. I don't no, remember so. what it is. But, okay, so they do that. That should not be in this movie, but it is, so we will continue. They hide it, quote unquote, on a DVD of Shakiest Gun in the West. Okay, why? The reason being, like, no one will rent it, so the, the DVD rental place will be the safest place for it. But I'm like, but, like, who was looking for... What? What? And then, because no one ever rents it, the Newtons were able to buy it, and Judge Reinhold bought it before they went on vacation so that they could watch it in the RV, which never comes up. The kid at one point, the son, Eli Manning, tries to watch it, and he just goes, hey, it's a bunch of code. It just looks like when Neo sees the Matrix. Yeah, yeah. it's a bunch and of binary yeah. on the green on black. Yeah. And I'm like, that wouldn't even no, it, none do of, that. None of it makes sense. But it's like, <laughs> there's no fucking way this miserable garbage child would be like, I'm going to sit down and watch a Don Knotts classic. <laughs> no fucking way. No fucking way. Yeah. It's no. just, none of it makes sense. It's all in there. Just to have these two actors who are both super fucking high. Oh my God. And it's like uncomfortable. For me, it was, like, super uncomfortable because I was just like, uh, I have met people like this who are just, like, tweaking. 
Yeah. And I'm just like, no, they make me super uncomfortable. Yeah. I do but not in, enjoy this. But in the movie, and like they're tweaking on caffeine. Yeah, in the movie, they're yeah. all just yeah. drinking coffee. They're, yeah, and it's just like, uh, no. Like, it feels super weird. It, Everything no. about it is just really it's, uncomfortable. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, evil, coked out nerds, basically, but yeah. they're not because it's coffee because it's a kid's movie, but like. Are trying to yeah. come for them. These yeah. are two dudes who. Their entire acting careers were showing up to an audition, seeing that Steve Buscemi was there, and going, "Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Am oh, I wrong? Boy. And this is, like, coming off of a series of, like, having great, like, like flunky duos for like the first two movies because you have oh absolutely and like you Stan know Stanley Tucci and Oliver Platt even yeah. though they're underutilized are great you know yeah. they're good actors and they're great comic foils and they also know how to like be silly be fun do you know dumb comedy stuff because they're like you know actors yeah and uh, Debbie Mazur Chris Penn same deal like she's super far into being like mean ice cold you know cruella Deville, like bitch like yeah and he's like hey babe you know i'm a jersey piece of garbage like that's kind of how he acts the whole movie it's great uh and they're really fun and then these two are basically the same dude and it's just like an annoying coked out guy it's like just a dude that you would bump into at a bus station and Lots just be like yeah yeah just be like i don't fuck with every you. time i saw them on the screen i'm just like nah no. and i like like a good comedic bad guy duo. yeah and it was just they were not, it no. was not a good comedic bad guy duo. No, they're no. too similar. Yeah. It's we Laurel were, and Laurel. Yeah. yeah. We were like, it's surprising that there are two of them. It's Beavis and Beavis. So, I mean, nothing really happens. They go across country, a bunch of dumb shit happens. The only highlight for me was they stop at this, they stop at this um, western town. Black Bart's western whatever vacation tourist trap town. And then a little sign hanging from it says, formerly Sumo Town. Or no, it's formerly Bart's Western Town. It's coming soon, Sumo Town. Oh, is it yeah. coming soon, Sumo Town? Okay. You, you know what? Right. It doesn't matter. Because no. you just get your chocolate and your peanut butter and yeah. your peanut butter and your chocolate in this one. The whole joke is these, you know, f- former or future Sumo wrestlers who are going to be the Sumo Town, I guess, the Sumo Town performers um, dressed as, like, Black Bart and the Sheriff and whatever in this, like, shitty Western town. So they all have, like, fake handlebar mustaches like Sam Elliott, and they're all wearing, like, like spurs and, you know, chaps, and you're just like, wow, this is so fucking weird. What a weird joke. And the best thing is, for, like, 1996 or whenever this movie rolled out, it's really not offensive. Somehow not. Right? Yeah. Like, it, there's no, nobody is doing, like, yellow face shtick. Nobody's talking yeah. in an offensive, like, accent. Like, the, the one dude that gets the most lines outside of performing the Black Bart routine or whatever is just, like, a dude. Just an Asian dude who's like, oh, yeah, you know, like, whatever. And then he has a conversation with Charles Grodin, and then they leave, and he goes, all right. Yeah, bottle. I saw you brace yourself, and then like, yeah, yeah like, I was like, uh, I was came like, out in two thousand. Physically yeah. recoiling, yeah. yeah, and like, oh boy, what fresh racist hell am I going to enter? <laughs> right. And I was actually because just given the track record of the movie at that point, I'm just like, oh. I'm in for some L's that sound like R's and crap, and yeah. like, right. oh boy. Yeah. Didn't inspire uh, a, a feeling of like security yeah. or that they were going to be particularly sensitive. No, and I guess that's why also that that part of the movie was a nice, pleasant surprise for me, and almost and completely redeemed it. And now I'm like, can I get like a sumo cowboy franchise? Yeah, yeah. that was like straight up like 
funny. Like that part yeah. of the movie was fun. It's the only thing I remember really until the end. But like yeah. and stuff the shitty... happens and it doesn't really matter because yeah. the movie's kind of boring. Yeah. And then the shitty kid gets his ass whooped too. Yeah. Yeah. Westworld kind of did it, but it was two separate groups of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a samurai <laughs> world and a Westworld. Yeah. But yeah, um, and then at the end they make it to the family reunion and um, the, their grandfather is there and it's played by Frank Gorshin, the original Riddler. Yeah. From the, the Adam West Batman. And he says, oh, hey, uh, you know, Charles Grodin uh, is stuck over in Europe for a year because of business nonsense. And can you hold on to Beethoven so we know a sequel's coming? And then you realize that all the other, like, cousins and, and family members have all received one of the Beethovens. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. Oh, so, I didn't realize that. I thought it, it was just shows this like, family loves St. Bernard's. There's no. more than four, though, so that tells me that Beethoven never got neutered and the Newtons just never learned their lesson. No. Yeah, they just kept having more puppies. Yeah, I think maybe the, you know, the business they went over to Europe was to, like, stud Beethoven and the puppy farm. <laughs> Isn't this Shitty the, puppy farm. Isn't yeah. this the one where Beethoven did have like very jarringly visible balls? Because there was one. Was this yes. the balls? Oh, yeah, balls this Tobin, might have been the this, balls. This was the balls cut. I don't remember it in any of the other ones. There was just one of the, Yo, the Beethovens where his. It was just those were the biggest balls I've ever seen on a dog. That's the thing. Is like we watched two of these movies. I never once noticed or thought about Beethoven's balls, and then this one. It was like he had a fucking set of truck nuts back there. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> like considering in the second movie, there is irrefutable proof that Beethoven fucked. Beethoven fucks. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't think once about his balls, but. In right. Beethoven's third, where he did not fuck, I was just like, those are his balls. There's a lot of balls in this movie. Balls Toven. Balls yeah. Toven. Um, I'm also going to ding this movie in extra severely because even though it is a Beethoven film which features a camper van, they never once make any reference to the band Camper Van Beethoven, which is like an actual crime. Like, for all the nonsense shenanigans that happened on their road trip, they could have easily taken some skinheads bowling. Exactly. <laughs> it's that easy, guys. The scene writes itself. Uh, okay. Beethoven's fourth. Old dog. New tricks. No more fleas. No more ticks. That is the song in Beethoven's fourth that plays so many fucking times. Yeah. And That's it's... the only good part about the movie, I think. Oh, I didn't care for that. Are you kidding? <laughs> it straight up sounds like a Hearts Mountain commercial. Yep. Right? I, I did not what? like that one. I Hearts like... Mountain, the uh, flea and tick collar people. Oh. Yeah. oh, you mean the flea and tick stuff that like kills pets Oh, that like pets murders too. pets? Yeah. Yeah, like burns holes in their skin and crap. Yeah, it makes Aww. them uh, break out and fucking yeah. have lesions. Yeah, good job, Hearts Mountain. So, so yeah, yeah, Beethoven, if anything, is teaching you some very novel things about being a pet owner, which is adopt, don't shop, spay and neuter your pets, and also please be vigilant about what type of flea products you apply to your animals. Yeah. That's These right. are all really good lessons. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Beethoven. And, and, don't, we... and don't rent Shakiest Gun in the West. No, no. buy it. Buy and it. Also, buy it. Yeah. Just don't, maybe don't, don't rent it. Buy it. <laughs> also, maybe don't let your pet run amok around town yo, either. Yo, the other thing too, man, and like, <laughs> I was saying on the third one, so at one point they tied him to the uh, one of the side mirrors on the camper van. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, this is the dog that ruined a house. He tore right, off the front of this lakefront property. Hi. The lesser, you're screaming into the mic, but the lesser Newtons 
They don't know that. They weren't there for that. It was the other mutants. I, I mean, I wouldn't trust uh, putting a dog that big, yeah, like, uh, to, like, this flimsy little thing that gets snapped off by cars all the time. Yeah, no. I, yeah. I, as a writer, I would be like, listen, I know they don't know this, but, like, let's not. This is a dumb, lazy joke. The audience is going to know it. The audience is going to be tired of it. Mm-hmm. I would be like, hey, let's lean into Beethoven as, like, the strongest dog yeah. in the world. Let's not talk about it, but let's Let do Let him it. uproot a tree. Yeah, yeah. Like, be like, you know, have some instance where, like, his collar gets, you know, they wrap it around, like, the axle of a car, and then he drags the car like those strong men pulling shit with their teeth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, like, drags a car uphill to, like, and you're like, yes, this dog is amazing. Yeah. What do you want? There's where your fucking spe- special effects budget goes. Beethoven, the strongest dog. Yeah. Right. And again, you don't have to make it the plot. Beeftoven, even. Well, <laughs> there's enough Beeftoven in these movies. I was gonna anyway. say, I was like, I was like, have we not talked about all the fart jokes that there's happen? A, it, so there's there a are couple... a lot of different meanings to beef. Yeah, there's yeah. a. It's, you're talking about beefcake Toven. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I'm talking about he shit the bed Toven. Yeah. yeah. It, it, there's a couple. Early, I mean, that's also what you want. There's a couple. <laughs> the early half of this uh, octology or whatever. Um, there's a few fart jokes, but. The latter half is like, um, much more. yeah, they're like, well, we already did a slobber joke and we did a he run joke. So now maybe farts like, a like a lot. Like if it was uh, your partner, you'd be like, you'd wake them up to be like, hey, are you all right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I just heard your soul leaving your body. Yeah. Hey, what is there a eat? chance that you picked up a parasite or something? Because I think it's kind to come out. <laughs> or maybe you're just like me and you had too much dairy. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. You, maybe you had an ice cream cake. <laughs> maybe, maybe. maybe you had an ice cream cake to celebrate your friend's podcast's second year anniversary. I it sounds wait. like your pancreas has gained sentience, and I just wanted to make sure that you're cool. Hey, yeah. hey, 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 wake up. Your asshole just said, call the police. <laughs> Um, so the plot of this one is, like, <laughs> nondescript. It is a Prince and the Pauper swap. I yeah. loved it. What is the dog? Uh, Michelangelo. Michelangelo, yes. So the rich dog is named Michelangelo. My favorite detail of all is that his bed, which is, like, a, a bed bed, has these three circular, like, pads along the top of it. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And I realized it's a big dog paw print. That's so funny. And I was like, that's cute. It's red velvet and gold. Yeah, yeah it's very... Regal. Yes, yep. it is. Yeah, they're, like ultra rich yeah yep. snooty rich so if they just did the prince and the pauper swap that would be funny enough to be like oh it's a fish out of water thing yeah you know the 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 newtons who are sending beethoven to obedience school like can't believe how well he's behaving and then you know meanwhile michelangelo's owners can't believe how crazy and like slovenly uh you know he'd basically be um king ralph he'd basically be the dog version <laughs> of king ralph Right, and you'd be like, right, and you'd be like, oh, this is fun. But then they add a dog napping plot, yeah, that the butler and his friend are like doing, and it's just it gets such it's so overblown. I feel like it's a bit back to sanity after what they were pulling in the third movie because that fucking software thing had nothing to do with anything. No, it didn't. This This is dog centric, but I think it's too much. But yeah, and I mean, also there's also plots of the uh, the rich family, like you know, brings Beethoven, but who they think is Michelangelo, to uh, the dog psychologist to understand why he's acting out, and it's like, well, who spends the most time with him? Your daughter, and how do you act towards your daughter? Maybe he's acting out because he's noticing familial tension, and so it's this whole like redemption story of like they're building their family back up, and meanwhile. 
Mozart, not Mozart, no, Michelangelo is living with the Newtons, and Judge Reinhold is having a fucking artist's block thing because he was... He's a painter. He's a painter, and he was very inspired by Beethoven, but then suddenly when Beethoven's behaving, he doesn't have an understanding uh, or you know he doesn't have the same inspiration and so there's a lot of like judge reinhold trying to get michelangelo who he thinks is uh beethoven to be uh, a disobedient a dog rowdy again. dog my, yeah my, a rowdy boy dog. my favorite yeah. is one like judge reinhold is sitting with michelangelo outside on the curb and he's eating out of the trash eating can garbage. yeah the other really great note and i guess it's just the newtons have really weird careers it's just he's not just an artist but he is an artist who paints pictures for greeting cards indeed yeah, yeah. i kind of love that yeah it's, I, so it's I, very it's weird in uh, a weird way well yeah. i like when um the job in a movie or TV show or something could kind of be whatever. And they decide to make it something really hyper-specific that's not like architect. Right. Yeah. Because there's so many architects and yeah. so many writers in stuff because it's kind of a nebulous job. Yeah. So like, okay, yeah, I liked on Friends that Courtney Cox was a chef. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, it never really comes up that often. Like, you know, it's never important to the story, really. She just has trouble at work, but... The trouble at work could be whatever. You know, it could be any job. And I always like when it's like, oh, what an odd job. Air freshener business and then now greeting card painting Painter. gentleman. Yeah. So Michelangelo was doing the doggy daycare school, which was run by some, you know, stereotypical retired military guy. Like, oh, I'm going to wait for you for shirt. And then, like, eventually they switch back when, like, the whole butler kidnapping plot goes awry. But it's just, like... Nobody freaking cares. Like, I had no investment in, like, I'm like, this is about all these humans I don't care about. Because I still have to deal with, like, the crappy son who was just trying to impress, like, a Yeah, shitty Eli Manning. Yeah. yeah. Or they're not even teens, they're, like, pre-teens. It's like... Yeah, they're junior high school. It's like, it's yeah. just like, I don't care about any of this. And no. I, even if I were a kid, I'd just be like... I don't care. I want to see the dog fart on someone. Like, that's what I yeah. want to see. I, I came to see oh, some Toven, baby. Yeah, I came I, to see B- Beethoven bite him in the wiener. Right. Yeah. yeah. I personally, like, what I want from a Beethoven movie is, like, Beethoven wrecking shit. Yeah. And not ruining people's lives. Not just, like, because I, 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 I would be really bored and annoyed if the whole movie is just, like, him wrecking the family. Like, oh, my science project. Oh, Beethoven shit on it. Oh, my date. Oh, Beethoven ripped all my clothes off. Oh, my, you know, job interview. Oh, Beethoven bit my wiener in front of my boss. Like, <laughs> you do, I don't want that. It's just like, well, why would you keep this dog? I don't, right. now I don't like the dog. Right. What I want. just doing normal dog stuff. <laughs> well, no, yeah. What I want is like set up a very simple conflict, have Beethoven cause chaos, and then at the end, let Beethoven be the hero. That's, yeah. you know, what it is. Yeah. And that's what you want. And this doesn't really give you that. No. Yeah. Now, at least there's more dog screen time because you have two yes. dogs. Yes. Yeah. So it kind of forces them to be more dog centric than they were in the last film. Yes. Yeah. So five. Beethoven's fifth. Yeah. Uh, which is the last of the canonical original Beethoven's. Mm-hmm. And it's what Hunter's been referring to colloquially as uh, Scooby-Doo. Yeah, it's a total oh, Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what it is, is that the lesser Newton's daughter was at summer camp with Beethoven, but... Who lets a dog... You bring a right. dog to summer camp. That makes no sense either. Just like the dog-human uh, burger-eating contest. Um, yeah. And chaos ensued. Kind of want that movie. Yeah. And... Um, she she is asked politely to leave, but her parents are doing summer things, and she's supposed to be away for another month. So she goes to stay with her uncle, yeah. who is oh thank God, Dave Thomas, one of the Mackenzie brothers, SCTV's finest, one of Canada's greatest gifts to the United States, <laughs> Dave fucking Thomas, 
who is somebody who comedically fucking gets it. He's in this movie doing weird, wacky shit, mm-hmm. absolutely deadpan, and it works. Every yeah. He literally, he's like, yeah. oh yeah, I fixed the uh, town fire truck, uh, so they let me clean my kitchen with the hose. And then he just hoses out his kitchen, and you're just like, this wouldn't work if it was like Jamie Kennedy. No. Yeah. You know, because he'd be like, oh man, so wacky, right? And you'd be like, oh my God, shut the fuck up. But Dave Thomas is being like, yeah, this is my yeah. life. It's he's, great. He's charmingly eccentric <laughs> and almost as chaotic as Beethoven himself. He totally is. I love They're it. chaos brothers. Like, because that's the thing. Like, the girl, Sarah or whatever, she walks in. Beethoven rushes in and she walks in and sees the house mess. And she's like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry Beethoven did this. And he's like, what did you do? Right. Yeah. He's like, he's oh, like yeah. well, my house always looks like this. I should have cleaned it up. Yeah, he's I'm like, like, sorry, I should have cleaned <laughs> Yeah, but, and then and then he takes the fire hose and is just like let her up, baby, and then like yeah, you're just like oh, right on. It's like okay, maybe I'm in this now. I'm like maybe maybe this is where it looks up for me. The weird thing for me about this movie was just that like it seemed like the main thing was just teaching the young girl how to have fun because she was kind always, of a stick in the mud. Yeah, sorta. she was like, I don't want to do that, and he's like, Oh, come on, it'll be fun. It's dangerous. Yeah, he's like, don't you want to, like, live life on the edge, little girl? Yeah. <laughs> I'm your Uncle Dave Thomas, and I'm saying, hey, maybe hitchhike. Yeah. <laughs> like, this, this, chi- this, this little girl lost me when she got pissed that he gave her ice cream for breakfast, and I was just like, man, you suck. Yeah. Like, in a different way than her brother did, I'm just like, you're just the worst. I think you're worse than little Eli Manny, man. Yeah, yeah, he like, was just a grumpy bitch, but, like, I would enjoy watching him just get, like, tragically ruined by circumstance. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, you know, her, I'm like, oh, she seems nice. She just, like, needs to loosen up and, and just and hang out. And that's kind of what happens. And honestly, that's, she's big part of the Scooby-Doo-ness of it, I think. Yeah, yeah. so the town they're in is called Quicksilver? Yes, yes. Quicksilver. Quicksilver. And um, basically what had happened in the 20s or whatever was there was, like, a Bonnie and Clyde type of, um, you know, a couple who were bank robbers. They were on the run. They stashed their cash somewhere in town, and then they were Never chased. heard from again. Well, no, they were chased out to the lake, and they drove their car off a cliff into the lake, and they quote-unquote drowned, even though the bodies were never found. Mm-hmm. So, every day, I guess, of his entire life, Clint Howard <laughs> puts on a wetsuit and goes to the lake to look for the money. Yes. Clint Howard's in about four scenes throughout, scattered throughout the whole movie. Just and he always, flap, always flap, in a flapping suit. around. Yep. <laughs> I, I like, just loved he's just like waiting for the boss in a wetsuit yeah. and his slippers. And I'm like, this is some good, there's some good shit here. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. I was like, boy, <laughs> it must have sucked to be Clint Howard. I imagine he's probably only on set for like two or three days. Because like, yeah. it's a small part. He's, he's not integral to it at all. But they were just like, yeah, he's going to be in a wetsuit in every scene. He's just like, ah, great. <laughs> like, that's yeah. no fun. <laughs> Uh, I told some, I don't remember who said this to me, but they were like, do you think that that was Ron Howard's way of like, you know, being like, hey, my family wants to go on vacation and it's really awkward if I ask Clint not to come. So can you just book him for this part? (laughs) That's been my other thing that I've questioned a lot about these latter Beethovens. It's like, just how many like quality actors are in this series doing like nothing and i'm like you either just needed some money and were hard up or you owe some people some major ass favors yeah, yeah. everybody i mean the, the thing i've learned about celebrities in my my years on this earth is that everybody's always remodeling their bathroom mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. that's the only thing i can think of is like everybody's like yeah yeah that paid for you know I mean, uh famously michael kane um could not accept his oscar because he was filming like jaws 4 jaws the revenge or whatever yeah 
And when asked years later, like, did you even watch? Have you even watched Jaws 4? And he's like, or have you seen Jaws 4? And he's like, no, but I've seen I've seen the house it paid for. And I was like, hell, hell yeah, yeah, Michael Caine. I mean, also a couple of people are in things that are like so small. We'll get to it. Where it's just like, oh, hey, Udo, would you do this? You know. I wonder who you're referencing. I know. One of those famous Udos. That's true. Udo, you do this? And he's like, all right, I guess I got Is something to do. Is it Udo to... Freeman? Yeah, he's like, oh, I guess I got something to do Thursday now. Just. Oh, yeah. It's definitely like, oh, this is like one day's work. It's a paycheck. Yeah. And, you know, and that, that's cool. Um, the cast in this is good besides Dave Thomas and Clint Howard. Uh, Faith Ford from the Murphy Brown Show mm-hmm. is the yes. local sheriff. She's great. She looks yep. great in it, too. Yes. She, she yeah. looks exactly the same as I yeah. remember her on the Murphy Brown Show. Yeah. I yeah. legitimately thought it was. Um, uh, Ricky Lindholm from uh, Garfunkel and Oates and mm. I really thought that was her for a second like the first shot of her is like from far away and I was like when was this made? Who? I was like wow this is great and then I was like oh no it's Faith Ford I was like damn she looks good Yeah. yeah. Um, and John Larroquette is the town's like evil mayor oh yeah, yeah. forgot about that and mm-hmm. I, I told you guys a thing that I guess I, I thought a lot of people knew but John Larroquette narrated um the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Aha, uh-huh, yeah. The opening, like, crawl in the beginning, he's the narrator. Uh, he's uncredited, and apocryphally, he did it for weed. They paid They paid him in marijuana. Good for I you, dude. would like to do that. Yes. Yeah, please hire, uh, hire us, any of us, or all of us, yeah. <laughs> collectively, to narrate your thing. You can pay us in marijuana. I don't even smoke it. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, no, but I got friends that do. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I can, I can, I can. It's always somebody's birthday. I can flip it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Break it. So yeah, as I mentioned, the plot is a Scooby-Doo. Essentially, the whole town has always kind of been looking for this treasure, and yet none of them in this fucking former mining town ever thought to look in the mine. And (laughs) literally, it's like 60 feet from the door. Yeah. yeah, it's not even deep and in it's there. Not even, no, yeah. no it's, it's also like like sixty feet from the door and like two feet down. It's not, not even, even, dude. It's it's deep. It, it's shallow. They threw a that, rug over it. Yeah, like, like oh, Beethoven. Yeah. Beethoven basically just like swiped his paw once and then yeah. hit the freaking pan. I found it. <laughs> Yep. And I was just like, this is the money that nobody could fucking find. And like the It's whole, like it's the equivalent yeah, well, of the entire yeah. town being like, Where are my sunglasses? And Beethoven going, They're on your head, grandma. Well, yeah. maybe maybe everybody has like mercury poisoning because yeah. that's what they were mining. That's why uh, the yeah. town's True. called they, yeah. they make a joke about like that's why the town's called Quicksilver, Quicksilver because yeah. it's the, you know That used to be what they called Mercury. Yeah. 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 And so Clint just, Howard spent all the time in that and that water definitely has oh, mercury poisoning. And that's, that's why he's so bald. <laughs> Kathy Griffin is also in the movie as like some weird well, drugstore okay. lady. That's right, Kathy and Griffin. And she has yeah. like a little dog that makes eyes with Beethoven. And I'm just like, man, that weird Pomeranian or whatever is going to have. That weird Pomeranian size queen. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And I'm just like, man, they're never going to get Beethoven I'll- fixed. I didn't no. write this down, but she has, like, some, like, crazy fucking name for this dog. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Don't remember. It's, like, it's not, Bitsy Bear or some shit. Like not, where I'm like, yeah. oh, boy. Um, I did want to point out this has, uh, well, a weird thing, a fun aside, and a really bad thing in it. So the bad thing is there is a scene in this that has Beethoven CG drooling. Oh! Yeah. And, like, the drool itself is, like, whatever. I'm, I'm fine with the drool. That's part of the Beethoven, uh, you know, you're hiring Beethoven, you're getting the drool. That's, signature Beethoven. Right, that's what you yeah. want. But the fact that it was CG was, like, so distracting that I literally don't remember what is, like, said or accomplished or realized in that scene. I couldn't 
retain any knowledge because I was so distracted looking at this weird CG drool. Yeah, you're just sitting there going like, that's not how it moves, though. No. Why does it move like that? Yeah, it's just like my brain just like locked up and I was like, that's all I could see. Could you imagine being an animator? It's like you get this job and like, okay, so you're going to like just animate this drool string off of a St. Bernard and you're just like, what? Like, can't. The dog just drooled. drooled. So, yeah, this dog didn't do his right. own in, stunts, basically. In every like, previous just... Beethoven, they are covering that dog's mouth with, like, glycerin or whatever yeah. and making it fake drool, and that's totally fine. It works, and it looks good, and it's goopy, yeah. and it's practical. And doing cutaways and then having somebody just absolutely covered head to toe. Yeah, yeah. in the third one, yeah. uh, there's a great cutaway of Julia Sweeney, uh, you know, Saturday Night Lives, it's Pat, just going, oh, no, 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 and just being fucking splattered with yeah. drool. It's hilarious. The cool aside in this is, uh, I don't know who he played, but I saw in the cast, Rodman Flender uh, oh, is yeah. is in this, who would later go on to direct Idle Hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, a movie we all, what we watched in quarantine, all quite liked, I believe. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's, Absolutely. it's definitely one of my favorite Devin Sawa movies. Yeah, Devin Sawa was the dude. Yeah. Devin Sawa, if you ever want to come on the podcast. Oh, please. Please Holler. do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We don't have to watch one of your movies, nope. can be or we any can movie absolutely you want. watch one of your movies, literally. It's yep. up to you. Yep, yeah. your call. We'll talk about movies, and then you can go. Yep. Oh, there is a weird thing. The library in this movie has a bunch of taxidermy cats, and they are, oh. like, oh. intentionally the worst taxidermy cats you ever saw. Yeah. But, at one point, Beethoven knocks over, like, a table <laughs> with them, and they all fall off a second floor balcony down yeah. on the first floor, and for some reason, they ADR'd in, like, a... Oh, yeah! <laughs> I, I really hope that I can go on one of those, like, movie prop, like, auction sites and just, like bid for next to nothing for some of those taxidermy cats because i can't imagine anyone like oh yeah going out of their God. way to buy beethoven memorabilia that, that seems I would like love. such an attainable goal i would yeah, love yeah. to have those so hey if you're listening and want to buy me like a birthday gift yeah. please taxidermy cats. just a shitty taxidermy up next cat. for auction one of the taxidermied cats from beethoven's fifth <laughs> we will start the bidding at eleven dollars <laughs> <laughs> no takers, ten fifty. Yeah. Hello? I see you out there. $60. I see you out there rustling your pamphlets. Is this thing on? Hello? <laughs> Hello, is any Hello Can you hear me? Am I a ghost? <laughs> I'd bid sixty nine dollars on a 69. on a taxidermy cat, maybe. Nice. Is that just for the fun of saying I yeah. paid $69 for this oh, taxidermy sure. cat? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, boy. I have a brand to maintain. Um, yeah. They also have, like, speaking of ghosts, the very Scooby-Doo fake ghost thing. Yeah. Oh. Uh, there's a woman in town who's a moonshiner, Crazy Cora, played by Catherine Helmond. What is it? The mayor told her to keep people away from the mine or yeah, whatever? Th- so the ultimate villain is John Larroquette. There's a whole bunch of, like, strings here. But John Larroquette is the ultimate villain. He knows he can, he quote unquote knows that he can find the the money and he wants it for selfish gains. But he told Kara that like if she helped him, he'd give her some or whatever. Um, turns out that the local librarian is the son of the two bank robbers who did not die in the lake. They went to Canada. And then after they finally passed away, he moved to the town to try and find their money. And he has been so far unsuccessful in all his endeavors, except, I guess, collecting horrible taxidermy cats. Well, well, no, it was that uh, the library used to belong to an old woman that lived in the town, and she donated it to be a library, but Will stipulated that her cats had Had to to stay there. The world's ugliest cats had to stay there. You paid more attention to this movie than I did. You paid more attention to this movie than the writers, I think. But (laughs) 
Um, I just, I watched it. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I did too, I was, but I, I was just... taking notes, I guess. But yeah, all in all, I thought this one was a breath of fresh air. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's infinitely better than three or four. And it's also one that I would be like, oh, I would definitely like, I if I had kids, again. I would feel comfortable leaving them alone with a DVD of this. Yeah, for Where sure. it's like, you'll have fun. It's not going to damage your brain. Whereas three or four might. It, yeah, three or four are tough. You're not going to have, they're not going to be interested. Your kids are going to be angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You lock them in the den with three or four. You're going to come <laughs> back and you're like, why did you eat the sofa? Yeah. And they're just like, we were so bored. We just decided to destroy. I just like, wanted oh, to feel something. Yeah. yeah. I will say, I would actually, this might be the only one of the latter Tovens that I would watch again willingly. Yeah. I feel like you could turn it into a decent drinking game or at least show it to some like, hey, you want to watch a really bad, dumb movie? Yeah, this is yeah. this is like, that kind of movie where you're like, it's not terrible. It's, you know, strongly mediocre, but like, it's not bad. No, it's not bad. Yeah. Okay. Beethoven 6, a.k.a. Reboot Beethoven. Rebootoven. Yeah, Rebootoven. A.k.a. Beethoven Gets Meta. Yeah. A.k.a. Beethoven's Big Break. So in this one... A um, film, you know, Animal Wrangler played by uh, Jonathan Silverman encounters Beethoven. So the weirdest thing in this movie is that it starts with what seems like a fake movie, which is Beethoven stealing uh, a, a loaf of bread from a baker. It's a sausage. Oh, is it a sausage? Oh, that's right. And then the, the girl on the bike with the beret has a loaf of, like, French yeah. bread. Yeah, so we were like, is this a movie? Like, is he in France or, like, what's happening here? Right. Like, the reason yeah. I remember it's a sausage is because everyone's trying to get the sausage back from him. And I'm like, but but a dog has this giant sausage in his mouth now. Why would you want and to right. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's what, been punctured by the slobbery St. Bernard's mouth. What use do you have for this sausage at this point? Just write it off as, on your, like, waste report. <laughs> I yeah. believe I yelled at you. It's the principle of the thing. You said, and I, it was spite. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. But I'm like, okay, well, you you you're a giant dog, and you walks in and stole a sausage. So I'm like, good game, old chap. I guess you won. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not gonna like go after. I mean, I might like eat after a dog personally, but I don't know. If, like, if you run a eating establishment, maybe that's not really encouraged by the health department. Yeah, I'm not reselling right. that sausage. So as a these are speed holes. As a as an <laughs> little overview of the series. I think hunger and spite are two of the most driving emotions in this. Yeah. As in life, so shall it be in Beethoven. <laughs> so it seems like he's in France in the beginning. And then I was like, oh, I wonder if this is a fake movie in which Beethoven is starring. That is not the case. But then it becomes like it could have been the case because that's what happens is Jonathan Silverman finds Beethoven, inadvertently brings him to a movie set where he's trying to pitch his lizard as the new star of this animal picture. The lizard is uncharismatic uh, for director Eddie Griffin. Yeah, because um, lizards aren't fun. But yeah. also, not also, only, this isn't a real lizard. It's like the worst CGI I've ever seen in my life. It's so fucking janky and gross and weird. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of CGI animals in this one, which or like blue screened in animals, which is like it just makes my eyes angry. Yeah. But um, they see Beethoven, and they're like, that dog has star power. And um, Rhea Perlman is like the, the set director or yeah, whatever. And she's from like, Cheers. Yep. Yeah. You know, that dog's a star, and you got like a week to train him. And the basic plot of the movie is that um, the screenwriter is going to stay with Silverman to, uh, you know, watch Beethoven and see what he knows and what he does and what he learns for inspiration to rewrite the script for Beethoven's strengths. Yeah. And the meta twist is that they she basically writes 
the, the first, first Beethoven with Charles Grodin, except they have somebody else playing not Charles Grodin, which is weird, which implies the, the presence of parallel Beethoven universes, which is some real fucking DC <laughs> universe shit. So yeah. release the Snyder Cut. Yeah. to yeah. iron all this out anything else we want to, how do we feel about this one like eh. yeah it was like okay i liked that the two flunky bad guys were joey fatone and oscar from the office yeah, yeah. and they were working for steven tobolowski yeah uh who was a like megalomaniacal animal trainer who's like hey i'm the guy that got like a dog to do this thing or a snake to shake hands and they're like snakes don't have hands and he's like shut up dog. joey fatone yeah, like, he wants to kidnap Beethoven for ransom so that he can make money. But, like, I will say they are some of my favorite latter Beethoven bad boys. Yeah, I would have liked guys. a lot bad more Bad boys them. implies different things. But, like, just, like, again, you get, <laughs> more like... More spanking? Yes. <laughs> I don't want to see any of those guys spank anything. Oh, I definitely... <laughs> no, no, I, no I definitely want to come home from work and... So and you're like oh no and quickly throw a blanket over you Joey Fatone and Oscar from the office and be like we weren't spanking nope. <laughs> there was no spanking I'm like oh, hey, I'm just going to bed oh, I'm going to heat up some pizza and go to my room oh man um yeah I think I, he I get... kissed off the rel- resident himbologist <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joey yeah. Fatone where does Joey Fatone fall on the himbo scale I think he's definitely because he's pretty I think he qualifies as a himbo because I can understand why people think he's attractive. He's not my type. Yeah. He's very, but he's a boy band guy. He's very kind from what I can tell. He seems like a very, I don't think anyone's ever said anything bad. He just seems like a nice guy trying to do his best now that he can't, be in his boy band anymore have you ever seen on the line no it's a it's a romantic comedy that he like co-stars in oh, it's like a three-hander heart. and it's not bad and he's pretty charming in it yeah like he just seems like because that's the thing he does like i know he's he was on like some food network show yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah he just seems like a really nice guy just trying to you know so it's like he falls into like the the himbo like qualifications was like you need to be attractive you need to be kind of dumb and you need to be kind and you also just need to be good at what you're good at right you have a specialty you have your specialty yeah and he hits all those marks so yeah. he definitely he is, is a classified himbo okay so he's like okay. at least a satellite himbo yes yeah. and i yeah. and i feel like also that's really great it's a great bad guy to have because mm-hmm. As a himbo bad guy, it's kind of like Kronk and Emperor's New Groove. It's like, they're not trying to be bad. They just do what they're told. Yeah, because they're trying they to do yeah. a good job. Because they just yeah. want to do For a somebody good else. job. Yeah. And like, that pleasers. was Kronk. And even like at the end of this, him and Oscar realize, hey, this guy kind of sucks. and like Because he wanted them to kill Beethoven. Yeah. And he, they're like, we don't want to... Yeah, as soon as they him. realize that, they're like, I don't yeah. want to kill yeah. the dog. Like, like, that's bad. And then they're like, well, what do we do? Because yeah. they're both, like, again, I love, like, a nice pair of, like, flunkies. So, like, for me, there was, like, a nice, like, redemption of certain things where six is a bad and not really great, but, like, it had things that I pop for, which are, like, some good, dumb bad guys and, like, also the whole meta thing where I'm just, like, yeah. man, into the, the Tovenverse. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Although, yeah, they were definitely doing a lot of like. Remember those things that you liked from the first one? Yeah. Here's them again. Like there, yeah. there were some shot for shot. Yeah, things yeah. Where I was like, okay, they're appealing to me as a Beethoven fan because I'll, I'll admit, I'm a 
Beethoven fan because I loved those first two movies a lot as a kid and even now. And I was like, oh, maybe they're trying to go for the, like, I'm a parent and now I have a kid and we're going to watch these new Beethovens. Wow, and then yeah, I'm gonna, I didn't even think about that. I'm going to look upon this yeah. fondly. I remember watching right. Beethoven shake and, like, slobber yeah, all like, over oh, his guy. I'm going to bring my like, kids to see yeah. Beethoven. I can show I, my I can only, original Beethoven. Only you don't bring them to see it because it was direct to video. No, right. everything but, after the second movie was direct to video, which yeah. kind of Sets tracks. Track. Yeah. This is also starts the trend of Beethoven finding kids with dead parents and this. Yeah, this latter trilogy, all these kids yeah. have a dead parent, like, and it's like unnecessary. Like the kid, and the kid in this one's just like he's just like a footnote at this point. Like, well, so he's kind of there to bond with the screenwriter who then starts dating the dad. But like, it's kind of weird because the relationship seems to start between like her and the son and Beethoven. Yeah, and Beethoven, yeah. And that's... And, I mean, like, I get, like, oh, yeah, you're, you know, a widower, and so you want your kid to be cool with whoever you're going to be dating, but, like, he doesn't actually seem interested <laughs> in her until later on. And so, you know, Hunter was making... Uh, well, Hunter was making jokes about how this your kid's trying to cuck you or Yeah. Whatever. Well, I mean, this even happened in Beethoven's Fifth where, like... Yeah. Where, like, like, the... Faith the, Ford. Faith Ford was more interested in Beethoven, and yeah. I was just like... she was like, very taken with how charming like, Beethoven was. I was like, Dave Thomas gonna get cucked by this dog. Yes, yeah, so then we sang, Cucked by, by the dog, dog now. now. Yeah. And then we remarked about how his balls weren't visible in that one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I haven't seen Beethoven's balls for like two movies now. <laughs> like, because now it's like, because once you perceive Beethoven's balls, then you know that they're yeah, there. Yeah, then, then now I'm yeah, curious. Then, then you notice the absence. But yeah, it was like, okay, so now it's like Beethoven Cox, Dave Thomas, and now like this kid who, I forget, but he was in something we watched recently. Like, he's yeah. Staten Island. He was. Yeah, oh. he was. Uh, yeah, what's yeah. His, his name is. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Hold on, I have it here. Uh, I don't know. Moishus Arius. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but he's one of Pete Davidson's friends and King. He's the one that gets all of the tattoos for him. Yeah, yeah. he's from um, one of the Disney Channel yes. shows. Okay, that was like where he started, and he's in this. Yeah. And then, yeah, we just saw him in King of Staten Island, which is pretty good. Yeah, but yeah, um, he. It's like I'm like, is this kid gonna cuck his dad? Yeah. At this point, like. That, it was like, that's the thing, they like spent so little time building the relationship between... Yeah, like, all these relationships the late, are so nebulous. Yeah, it's, and no one cares. I want to just see the dog. Yeah, no, no one's here for shit. that. And the dog stuff in this is underwhelming because A, we've seen it all before, and B, like even the stuff that's original to this, like a new scenario, it's just kind of the same. It's like, oh, he, he runs, he knocks some stuff over, oh, there's some slobber, oh, whatever. It's kind of it. There's, yeah. a, there's, a, there's one of the big under-the-bed, or under-the-covers farts. Where Jonathan Silverman wakes up in the middle of the night, he's like, oh, Beethoven, and he waves his hand, and you're like, great. Although, also, I think this is another one where Beethoven sneaks in and, like, big spoons and then licks the back of, like, the father figure's neck and maybe accidentally gives him a boner. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. As, <laughs> like, in the original Beethoven, what he does to Charles Grodin. Yep. Yep. So, like, again, a nice little beast, beast, beaster oven. So also, I, I believe Beaster egg. I believed Charles Grodin more when he was disgusted by it. Yeah, I did not believe this guy. Charles as far. Grodin has an inherent yeah, dignity I mean, that Jonathan Silverman Jonathan, does not possess. Jonathan Silverman's wife died. He's a little lonely. You take what you can get, I guess. Oh yeah. boy, single dad um, doesn't have time to date because he's just trying to train this shitty lizard. Yeah, <laughs> that's, just, that's, that's <laughs> it's not even real. <laughs> 
The shitty imaginary lizard. Um, so the music in this one is bad. Yeah. Uh, we were watching it. It's very of its era, like early 2000s, disposable radio rock, but it's like sub that quality. It's it's all these bands that wanted to be Sugar Ray, Fountains of Wayne, etc. Um, and I refer to these bands as Booger Ray or Fountains of Dwayne. <laughs> yeah. Also, Caesar Milan is in this, in case you oh. forgot that Caesar Milan exists. Which I, I tried that, to, and this movie was. That was a very was of, this. Well, it was a very of the time cameo. Yep. It would not go over well nowadays, given no. what we know about him. But yeah. like, I was like, oh, this is very clearly a movie that came out in a certain era where Caesar Milan may have been a draw. Related to a dog movie. Right. I will say it is a little bit refreshing that Caesar Milan is one of the most problematic things in the Beethoven universe. Yeah, yeah Beethoven's second. There's a lot worse. No, there's not really. No, but I mean like no. with, with like other things in general, there's oh. usually a lot worse. Beethoven's yeah, yeah. second did have yeah. Danny Masterson. Danny Masterson. Yeah. Noted, okay. let's say, sci-fi kooky cult member yeah. Danny sure, Masterson sure, sure. and possible dog murderer Danny Masterson. Yeah. Apocryphally, you cannot sue me. Uh, these are things I have heard that I'm saying I have heard. I'm not saying they're true. You can't prove I did. <laughs> exactly. Um, but but yeah. in the beginning, of the weird uh, stealing a sausage thing seemed very French, yeah. to which I said, Beethoven. Beethoven. I like that. Mm, I please. would very much do a My French Cousin <laughs> Beethoven film. Oh, yeah. Uh, French Cousin Beethoven. Perfect. It's, it's homeward bound, except he's trying to find his family in Europe. But also, who, but what, who's a good French composer? Because I feel like Beethoven should be who a, is a French, good French composer. I'm I not versed. If, if they're not, if course. they're not a Korean pop artist, I don't know them. I was like, oh no. Debussy is he? He is. He is French. Oh, I, was yeah. going, I was going to say that. And then that, yeah. you could have a lot oh, of you, well, you Debussy like jokes. Debussy yeah. jokes. Yeah, Debussy. <laughs> Debustoven. Please don't cancel me. <laughs> I classical music is nice and it's it's got merits and it's classy. Yeah, I just don't know it. Just it's like a Saint Bernard like with a fucking puppet hand smoking a cigarette like <sighs> Yeah. Oof. Bork. Beethoven could do his like creepy animatronic eyes at like a poodle. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's like all in all Beethoven's big break was Fine. Yeah. yeah. It it had good parts, it but it was not really. Yeah, I I, I enjoy it less than one and five, mm-hmm. but probably more than three or four. Could have yeah. done with thirty percent less lizard and a hundred percent less Caesar Milan. Yep, yeah. better movie. Beethoven Seventh, aka Beethoven's Christmas Adventure. Ooh. Oh, this is where it starts getting real tough. This is. On. Yeah, my fucking crazy. Yeah, I would say this is my personal rock bottom, not just in Beethoven, but maybe in life. (laughs) Actually, no, 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 no. I take that back. I think Treasure Tale for me, but I, I was like, wow, things are looking pretty low for me right now. And I say this as someone who enjoys a cheese ball Christmas movie. Yeah. So I didn't think this was the worst of the series, but it's only because the plot all seems like it still is sort of interconnected and makes sense. The incoherence of the third pissed me off the most. Yeah. That's fair. Christmas Adventure. This kid's mom, oh, Hunter's got everybody's names. God yeah, damn it. it. And it, he one, wants the bathroom. Once so again, pull this up. single parent, dead spouse, child. Only this time it's a mom with a son and she works all the time. 
Yeah. Yes. But, but 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 first, there's like a nice little like animatic that is narrated by John Cleese. Yes, yes, I forgot entirely about this. And every single time I see or remember that John Cleese was in this, even just in vo- voice only, I'm always like, oh, yay. Oh, I can't believe he did this. Yeah. But at least he probably got paid for Which it. Which is once again why I'm like, who did he owe a favor to? Yeah. Like someone's got some shit on John Cleese. But, like, yeah, there's, like, a cute little animatic that just talks about the North Pole and how there was this one little elf that, like, really wanted to make toys, but Santa's like, nah, you gotta go work in the stables. And he's like, but I don't want to be a stable elf. But that's just what you get, because Santa's the boss, and he was messing around. There's, like, these magic berries that he spilled, and the reindeer ate them, because it's what makes them fly, and they flew away. And he's like, oh, crap, I gotta go get these reindeer back, because not only did the reindeers fly away, but for some reason, Santa's magic sack full of all the toys for Christmas were already in the sleigh. That just seems like poor planning, and that shouldn't be that poor elf's fault. That's a Santa problem. Yeah, yeah. no, I mean, like... That's a bad move on Santa's it's, part. It's, like, what, three days before Christmas, and, yeah. like... Y'all managed to get this stuff done early yeah, or whatever. Yeah, but it's like, why would that be in the sleigh already? That just seems like a security risk. Yeah, man, that should be in the vault until Christmas Eve. Yeah, so he's like, well, crap, I gotta get not only the sleigh and the reindeer back, but also these this magical bottomless bag full of Christmas presents. It just so happens, conveniently, that the sleigh crashes in this random town where Beethoven, who is famous from doing movie crap, is doing, like, a public appearance. Yeah, he's the marshal in the, like, Christmas parade. Right? Well, yeah. so Monroe Chambers plays the son, Kim Rhodes plays the mom. Kim Rhodes <clears throat> is Christine. She is, like, an ad agency representative yeah, or something like that sure. or does some booking but, um but yeah. so beethoven was in town to do a movie and then that went or no it wasn't a movie it, it was, was a it was an pca commercial. commercial ad and then they invited him to stay until christmas to be yeah the uh, marshal for the, the right christmas so parade. canonically this is the same beethoven as the previous film he is famous in this world from his appearance in the films from the previous film I've never heard, as, like I said, as a connoisseur of, like, shitty Christmas movie and Chris Fix, there's things I've never heard of, like, the reindeer fly because of magic berries, and also the stable elf has a bag of candy canes that he eats that lets him listen to, like, understand animals. Animals, yeah. Yeah, they're all labeled differently, and so, Ugh. you know, yeah, they have it's a very lot of weird. I'm pe- just like, people licking the dog my... cane. <laughs> yep, and it's Tom Arnold and John Kasser, who's the voice of the Crypt Keeper. Yeah, so basically, yeah, like, the elf comes across Beethoven and the kid, the son or whatever, and is like, hey, like, can you please help me? You, you people seem okay or whatever. Beethoven's like, burr, 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 and he's like, wait, I, I know I know a thing. Hold and then on, he licks, hold on, let me lick this He cane. licks this candy cane, and then, like, Beethoven speaks. And this is the first time you ever hear Beethoven speak. And lo and behold, his beautiful voice, <laughs> like Tom Beethoven. Arnold is Tom Arnold. It's a very underwhelming Tom, Tom Arnold, too. Yeah. He's not really dialed in. It's just, man, Tom Arnold He's took like, oh, some man. Xanax and yeah. collected a paycheck. And oh, like, man. That's... Oh, boy, we gotta save Christmas, I guess. I'm Tom uh, Arnold. Hey. I'm Tom Arnold. Here's the dog joke. I'm hey, Dylan. I divorced Rosé. Well, Rosé divorced me, so uh, I gotta do this Beethoven Talks movie. Me and the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, Beethoven has a little friend, and I forget the dog's name. So they don't name him until the end. Yeah. At the end, they name him Hank after yeah. the elf. Elf's yeah, name is Henry. Oh, yeah, his yeah. name's Henry. But yeah, so this nondescript stray dog 
has the Crypt Keeper's voice, which I didn't know until yeah, Hunter's he, like, hey, he sounds familiar, we're going to look yeah, it up, and then he's like, oh, you'll never believe this. And yeah, because he like, shows up and he's like, hey, whatever, ha <laughs> ha, and I was like, that voice is familiar, and I was like, it's not, I, I, for a minute I thought it might be, uh, what's his name that does Fry and like the Cheerios Oh, Billy B. West? Yeah. Billy West, yeah. I was like, is that Billy West? Also, like, no. Stimson J. Cat. Yeah. And ran after the whole John Chris Felusky got fired. Shit. Yeah, but yeah, it was like, okay, I was like, it's not him though, I was like, who is it? And I was like, oh, it's, it's the Crypt Keeper. And so then I just, like, the whole movie that I knew that, I was disappointed that he wasn't doing Crypt Keeper jokes yeah. as this dog. Because he should have just been like, hey, Beethoven, I have a bone to pick with you. <laughs> would have been like, amazing. That would have been the best. That would have brought it from the depths of hell. Yeah. But it didn't. But yeah, no. the, the bag is lost and then is found by, like, the two baddies, which... They are evil toy salesmen. Well, first they were first they were scam mattress like they basically were oh scammers. yeah yeah so first they like they got their start in crime by selling Bobo mattresses that I guess sucked and maybe fell off the back of a truck which maybe I have slept on mattresses like that and that is heinous <laughs> yeah they deserve all jail yeah it's uh, Robert Picardo yes famous character actor Robert Picardo and his assistant Curtis. Booger Armstrong yeah I forgot it was Booger yeah a great duo. Yeah, it's not a bad duo because because Picardo is very like you idiot, come on, and yeah. and Booger is just getting like oh come on boss and getting like hit with a bag or yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's the same energy as uh, Doctor Goldfoot in the Bikini Machine. Yeah, with a little bit. The, Igor, you idiot! Igor, you idiot! Yeah, yeah, except you know, not Vincent Price. Yeah, unfortunately, may he um, may he rip in power. Yeah. Yes. I mean, also, I really wouldn't want Vincent Price to be in the Beethoven Christmas. Oh, he would be, he would be I mean, so okay, great. Okay. He, would, he would have to I would and he, like, owed someone a favor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I, if, if I saw him in there, I would be like, oh, nice. But at the same time, I didn't, I wouldn't want that for him, you know? Yeah. 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 I'm going to use these toys to boost the sales of my toy store. And then, I guess, I'll take over the world. <laughs> Pretty much. And well, you'd be like, hell yeah. That would be great, though, if he went head-to-head with, like, the mom's boss, which was John O'Hurley. Yeah, John O'Hurley, all, yes, Mr. fucking Peters is a, <laughs> Peterman is in this, and he's just like, yes, we have a float uh, for the Christmas parade. And <laughs> I'm just like, oh, Peterman. You could just repaint the Dr. Goldfoot slippers into uh, green and red to be Christmas shoes. Yep, totally works. Yeah. Saving money left and right here. Yeah. yeah. We gotta pay Tom Arnold somehow. Yeah, well, I don't know. It's one of those where I'm just like, it was on and I was watching it, but it didn't stick. Yeah, it for me. I'm just kind of like, yeah, it, ah, I got nothing. It it's two of this kind of movie where writers feel and, and filmmakers feel like they can just fucking phone shit in. It's a movie for kids and it's a movie about Christmas, and they feel like kids. It doesn't matter. They're kids. What do they care? We don't have to make it good. And, oh, Christmas, as long as we say enough Christmas shit and there's a moral at the end and we jingle some bells and it snows, it's a Christmas movie and everyone will like it. You know, just enough. It's fine. So there's a lot of, like, half-assed feeling in this. And I, I did not like it. But that's not my biggest problem with this movie. My biggest problem with this movie is that in the middle, they drop this. Uh, they're explaining to the elf. They're explaining to Henry. Yeah, sometimes dogs are just homeless and they don't have anyone to live with and he's like but i don't understand they're so cute and they're dogs and who wouldn't want to love a dog and they're like i don't know monsters probably yeah they're trying to explain why beethoven's friend doesn't have a home to go home to but they're not really heavy yeah that's the thing is like it's really like and with all the aspca stuff it's really like a backdoor like plug for the aspca and i'm like okay fucking imagine this 
Imagine you're a parent and you fucking DTV rent this movie to stick on in the den or whatever so you can go in your bedroom and wrap Christmas presents, you know, so the kids don't see and they'll leave you alone for an hour and a half so you can have some goddamn peace this time of year. And then you finish wrapping and you go in, you're like, hey, kids, how's the movie? And they're all fucking crying and they're like, I want to adopt a dog because the dogs don't have homes. Can I get a dog for Christmas? I'm asking Santa for a dog. And then you're just like, fuck. This ruins not only, like, their Christmas, but my whole, like, holiday season. Now they're just going to be crying about sad dogs with no homes for the entirety of Christmas. For reference. Just, you know, blessedly they didn't get Sarah McLachlan to (laughs) get in on this. I am that kid. I was that kid. And, yeah, I absolutely still am that kid. And (laughs) you just get a Beethoven? Right. (laughs) So I ended up with... Bitey McGee over here. Mr. Goose. That's why I Mr. have Goose. a nugget. Yeah. Yeah. They we're are all, excellent boys. Yeah, we're all, we're and they're all cats, suckers not for dogs. a sad yeah. animal. Yo, yeah. I and agree. I'm convinced, I've said this off air, I'm convinced that there's like an animal underground railroad and they know the suckers because like when I lived at my mom's house, Coming my mom and I mom. both famous suckers for animals. Cat, like these strays would just show up and I'd be like, all right, just, you're cool. I'm going to go inside now. And they'd be there for like a couple of days, like that scene in Fight Club where I'm like, you're too old. Go home. And the cat's like, and just hanging out. And I'm like, I guess you live here now because it's going to rain tonight. And I'm not leaving you out here in the rain because yep. I'm not a monster. And I'm like, all right, you can stay in here for one day. And I give them some food and they stay on the porch. And then they just are my cat now. And this is just my life. Yep. Yep. That happened uh, while I knew you with LB. Yep. Because I was out in the garden and I saw her there. Uh, And then you saw her in the garden. You're like, oh, there's this little black cat in the garden. I'm like, yeah, I saw it. (laughs) And (laughs) now you have that black cat. Yep. Yep. And that's exactly why this movie touched a nerve. Yeah. And it's like, that would have been me. I would have been like, who's doing Look at the little, he sounds like the Crypt Keeper. Yeah, that would have been me. Yep. That's especially yeah. why this was egregious because it's yeah. such manipulative propaganda for the ASPCA. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's not the worst thing that it could yeah. be. No, it could so. be manipulative propaganda for something else. Yeah, like, yeah. this something is like bad. the secretly Beethoven is QAnon right. yeah. movie. I mean, but there's also Nihilist Beethoven. Oh, yeah. We definitely <laughs> did that voice a lot. Yeah, I don't remember where that started for us, but uh, we were definitely doing... So we've been in our hearts. I feel yeah. like just because we were descending into madness, yeah. and it's well, just yeah. like, death comes for us all. Death comes for us all. And we watched these, like, almost all in a row. Yeah, we watched yeah, them in about like 10 days, one, 11 yeah. days. Like, yeah. every night in succession, almost. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, like pretty good. I'm I'm proud of us for doing yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. That was a commitment. Um, I really can't believe we plowed through it. Although we have one left to talk about. Yeah. Yep. And that is number Beethoven's eight. Beethoven's eighth. Beethoven's treasure tale. Ugh. My Listen, least. it's better than Beethoven's treasure trail. Yeah. Oh, that's true. And I hate it. <laughs> I'm sure that there is some deviant art. I'm Look, I drew I drew Beethoven with those cum gutters. Oh boy. No. <laughs> I mean, I was gonna say Beethoven would probably be a himbo by your standards. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yes. It, let's answer these questions. Is Beethoven kind? Definitely. Yes. Is Beethoven hot? Yeah. By dog standards, yeah. He's, I, I mean, he's like handsome. As a, a you know, as a fan of dogs, it's a good looking dog. Yeah. He also like very very clearly has a partner. Yeah. Uh, who fucks? Oh, yeah, I mean, like Beethoven's been getting the, the, the dog eyes from a couple of people, a couple dogs. Yeah. Uh, Kathy Griffin's dog and Missy, obviously. There's probably more in there. Yeah, probably. Yeah. 
I mean, and also we like saw those, those balls, and also yep. those ladies. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. And plenty ladies. of human ladies are like, oh. I love this dog, and it's big enough that I could fuck it. Yeah, it's like Beethoven was not about saying to they wanted to. Guys. Right. I'm just saying. It's not impossible. Okay, and then, It's yeah. literally more possible that Beethoven would fuck Faith Ford than Kathy Griffin's dog. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I more mean, size. Yeah, at least, and, and at that least she'd Faith survive. Ford can handle it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways. Not and supporting then, uh, this. I'm just saying, just look at the facts. sizes. Yeah. yeah. And then is Beethoven dumb? Like, is he yeah. not? Yeah. He's, yes, kind of dumb. Yeah. Kind of dumb. He's a, he's a dog. He has strokes of genius. Yeah. But yeah. As, uh, as we have characterized him, he's a bit of a, you know, a bit philosophical. Yeah. Bit of a nihilist. Right. But he's not that smart. Yeah. He's just like, hey, you're a fuck. Hey, kid, you look like Eli Manning and you're a miserable piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, I think we, we've talked the one time about the table gag and then it comes up again in Big Break. Table gag? The, he wraps his leash around the table and then oh, drags, drags it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought you meant running the length of the Thanksgiving table, which also happens in... Oh, also classic Beethoven. No, no, no. no, but like with, with him wrapping the leash around the table and then taking humans for a ride, which happens twice in this series. At least. That, that's always played off as like just him not being malicious, but just being a dog. Yeah, he's just and, romping and yeah. it's the leash's problem. Yeah. yeah, in Big Break it's because he's chasing the lizard again. Which like... Uh, Thank you, that Beethoven. A dick, so. Thank you, Beethoven, for doing a service by killing that unholy, unreal lizard. That CGI monstrosity. <laughs> yeah. But, and also, Beethoven's defense that lizard was a dick because the lizard was antagonizing Beethoven the yeah. whole time. He's That's just true. an asshole. Yeah, Fuck that jerk. lizard. That lizard's not Agreed. a himbo because he's not hot. No. Nope. He's mean. Yep. And he's not he, good at anything. He he's not good at anything, and like he's dumb, but not like a benevolent dumb. He's dumb in that and he thinks because he thinks he's smart and he thinks he's hot. Fuck that, yeah. lizard. that lizard. No, that definitely, lizard is my enemy. That lizard definitely believes in QAnon, wants the Snyder cut. Like, yeah. Yeah. Nope. But, yeah, so Beethoven That lizard is, is an incel. And that he... lizard's going to step up to you in the line at the post office and go, hey, can I just go in front of you? Yeah. <laughs> I've only got one thing. I see you only have one thing, too, but whatever. I just need a stamp, man. Yeah. Even though I can get it from the machine, I just, I just, I just need a stamp, man. The lizard's going to show up at 8.01 and not understand why the store that closed at 8 won't let him in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's that lizard. That lizard cut you off in traffic. Mm-hmm. That lizard will throw, will be standing next to a trash can, throw a Dixie cup, you know, at the trash can, miss, and not pick it up. That's true. So it's I, right there, lizard. Stop being lazy. You're polluting the planet, you piece of shit. You scaly fucking... <laughs> <laughs> that lizard. Take a fight with this lizard. That lizard forgot your birthday. Um, <laughs> yeah, that lizard just signs that, a friend's card. That lizard, that lizard knew it was your birthday, but was like, "Oh well, I'll just sign the one card and like take credit for the group gift, even yeah. though I didn't drop any money down." Twelve like, hours after liking your Facebook status that says you got engaged, that lizard will text you, "You up?" <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And Beethoven knows it. Yeah. Beethoven knows this lizard is shitty. That's I'm gonna one. kill you. Fuck boy. Yeah, Beethoven from the bottom of his heart of his heart is like fuck that guy. 
fuck him into the cold, dead earth. Because Beethoven can pick up bad vibes, and that's the one thing Beethoven really just doesn't like. He doesn't like bad vibes, and I don't blame it. He's going to be mean to me, so I want to distance mm-hmm. myself yeah. from him. It's kind of, and that goes back to that. Joey that Fatone. Sense. He's like, he might not have a sense of morals, like, <laughs> because he doesn't like, because it's like. I know you mean the character. Joey Fatone might be completely amoral. But like Joey Fatone's <laughs> character in Big Break, it's like, he doesn't necessarily have set in stone morals because he's. A bad guy, he's just, but he's a bad guy not because he's trying to be malicious, he's just true in a job, and then at the end, he instinctually understands that maybe killing a dog is bad vibes, and he should just not do it because that's bad vibes. Yeah. And Beethoven looks at this lizard and goes, death comes for us all, you fuckboy. I'm gonna make a new collar out of you. (laughs) Nice leather. Yeah. But yeah, or just like, again, like, just, so I feel like... There is, like, an emotional intelligence that himbos ultimately have. They might not get it right away, but it's, like, when you see good, like, himbo archetypes and stories, they eventually get it because they just have big, dumb hearts. So sure. they eternally get redemption arcs. Yeah, yeah, you know? they're, they're, they're paired up with the wrong, like, boss. Sure. I mean, like, Bottle, you mentioned Krunk. Like, yeah, I think Krunk's not a bad a... guy, just... Part, you know, his yeah. boss was a piece of shit. Just trying to make he was his, trying to do a good job. Just trying and to make then, his shrimp puffs and right. be but cool. Then at the yeah. end, he was like, I'm not doing this anymore. And then he fucking like bowed out. And then he gets the whole sequel as him trying to run a diner. Bold statement, maybe Kronk might be my favorite Disney himbo of all time. He's a good himbo. I think he's like, he is it for me uh, as far honestly, as Honestly, like, I don't think there are all that many really. Oh, dude, you we, get, can't, we, we okay. really don't have time to yeah. go through yeah. the Disney yeah. himbo. This is a whole other, uh, yeah. whole other right. side. But so, like, back but pocket. Yes, but yes, Beethoven, I himbo, but I feel like dogs in general embody oh, yeah. a really nice himbo energy. Also the same with like orange cats. <laughs> specifically. <laughs> yeah. But like, specifically these two orange cats. Yeah. Yeah, but like. Garfield, but no. not a himbo. No, Garfield's not a himbo because he's kind of a dick. Yeah, yeah. he's a real dick. He, he intentionally is He's going to mail Nermal to Abu Dhabi. All right. And Beethoven's eighth. Beethoven, himbo. Beethoven, treasure tale. Entering treasure tale. This is it. This is the ultimate Beethoven, meaning yep. final, not pinnacle. Yeah, so he's back with... Jonathan Silverman. Jonathan Silverman after that little stint with that different family for yep. Christmas adventure. They're driving, and Beethoven fills the car with farts, <laughs> and, and Jonathan Silverman crashes into a sign. Well, before I all mean, of that, Beethoven gets fired because he just gets limp dick on the set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're doing a James Bond pastiche. Which is great, by the way. Yeah. They do they do a secret dog. They do secret agent dog. No. Nope, should have been secret. Beethoven. Secret Beethoven. Yeah. Yep. It works. It's so it's right there, and these fucking songwriters couldn't do it. No. So there's a Beethoven's ninth. Please hire us to write the music. We promise it'll be great. I mean, it'll be music at least better or just than the previous installments. Music or just all of it. Yeah, we can do all of it. Yeah, do it all, baby. <laughs> I'll play Beethoven. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, mocap we ha- Beethoven. We have a similar build. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> just tack on some truck nuts. Hey, that hunter. <laughs> that hunter guy said he's gonna mocap Beethoven. He just walked in and started kicking shit off a table. He's not even on all fours. They're like, I don't know. It works. <laughs> the energy. I don't know. It works. 
Um, oh, this is also one of those Beethovens, which I watched and it didn't stick. I was just like, I couldn't care less. Yeah. So, so this so one's overstuffed. It's another this, yeah. treasure hunt movie, except it's pirate treasure rather than bank robbery treasure. Yeah. Right. It's got, amazingly, Jeffrey Combs as a German industrialist who is a going to remodel the town to make it like a shopping district. He's going to like, you know, replace the lighthouse with some kind of parking garage. Or no, it's, it's going to replace the lighthouse matter. with a food court. Doesn't matter. Hey, yeah. paradise. Yeah. Did I not make this joke that uh, Joni Mitchell <laughs> is going to be really angry at him? Yeah. Um, but he's German and it, Jeffrey Combs is like, yes, that's right. I'm going to do this thing and whatever. And then he's dressed up like a pirate for most of it. And we're like, okay, so he has a pirate fetish. And then at the end, his father shows up. And as you alluded to earlier, Allison, it's Udo Kier. It's Udo Kier. Yeah. Who Udo maybe, Kier. Udo Kier, two, who maybe had a Thursday free. Yeah, Udo Kier of, of currently 269 acting nice. roles on IMDb. Nice. Yeah. Maybe it's, he's got a lot of Thursdays free. Who yeah, knows? Yeah, dude. He just, he was like, Maybe sure, his book I can club moved. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And it's just like, wow, what? It's like his dentist appointment got canceled. And he's yeah. like, well, shit, what am I going to do? I guess I'll do guess this. guess I'll appear in Beethoven's eighth friggin' movie and it'll be fine. I think my big issue with this movie is, A... You see the cover, and it's just Beethoven in a pirate suit. So I'm like, cool, Beethoven's gonna... I was like, maybe this will be some campy pirate movie. The no. cover of the movie is Beethoven laying across a, like, loaded potato skins level treasure chest <laughs> with a with a pirate hat on with the, with the Jolly Roger on it with a golden bone in his mouth. And I was like, oh, shit, this is gonna be great. Nope. Uh, yeah, like, I thought it would be maybe, like, in the spirit of the Christmas movie where, like... Beethoven's just fully, like, saving... So I was like, oh, we're getting into, like, fantasy Beethoven. Right. Yeah, they take I... Beethoven on vacation to some tropical isle, and there are actual goddamn pirates. Yeah, in actuality, half the movie we spend that uh, he he's staying at a bread and breakfast that doesn't allow pits. Right. This it's town, like, this just... town only has one bed and breakfast, but, like, the girl in town who he meets, who is, by the way, played by Christy Swanson... And given how much of a right-wing nutjob she is on, like, social media and in life and everything, and the fact that Jeffrey Combs was in this, I was like, you know, you couldn't get Barbara Crampton. Right. Mm -hmm. Barbara Crampton, who is an absolute fucking darling, yeah. she would have killed this role. Yeah. You tell me, Barbara, you don't think Barbara Crampton has the acting chops to pretend like she's interested in Jonathan Silverman? And, like, she's, like, the, what, like, docent of the, like, historical museum that's in the lighthouse that's going to be the food court? I don't know how to respond to this because I don't know what a docent is. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. I'm just going to say yes. As somebody who enjoys uh, lighthouses and has a friend who is a docent. Yes. Crystal. What, what, what is a docent? Uh, it's basically, like, someone that, like, walks you through a museum. Oh. Uh, tour guide. Uh, oh, but okay. I also call but, that you know, a museum, museum guide. Specific. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Historical landmark yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it implies a certain level of familiarity with your, History. you know. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's got a, uh, you know, scarlet letter goody bad wife type of vibe to the it word so i was like i don't know does. what that entails the beginning kind of sets it up where beethoven basically beefs his not the fart beefs but the other one he beefs <laughs> failure his movie, beefs he beefs his movie job because he's too he, he just won't do these stunts or listen to like his direction and yeah. like so he's in his trailer sulking calling mockery oh i the forgot about that god yeah. calling goddamn mockery the vet comes in he I comes forgot. in i was so excited to see him yeah. oh my god that was yeah. the high point of the movie for me and that was like maybe 10 minutes into the movie yeah right. and i can only assume it's because it ha it's all filmed in canada right yes yeah. it right. is 
So they got Boy. Canadian yeah. celebrity Colin Mockery. Yeah, and he's huh. like, oh yeah, Beethoven, he's physically fine, but he's depressed. And like, yeah. Beethoven's just sad as hell. The thrill is gone. And like... And we don't they, make Zoloft for dogs, yeah. so you have to take him home. But like, they don't ever really address Beethoven's depression again. Like, they get fired and then give them like a shitty like old Volkswagen bug that breaks down and then they get stuck in generic New England town. Yeah, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, this is the first one that's got a really bad like morals kind of thing where it's like, oh yeah, depressed people just need to find their joie de vivre again. Yeah, and but they don't know. I don't even they, feel like... That's not what that is. And I don't even feel like Beethoven finds that like at no, all. He, he does because the movie ends with them doing a pirate movie and stuff and everything's fine and it's like yeah oh he was re-inspired because like I don't know he had some sort of like artist like mental block kind of thing and that was what was causing his depression but like then don't throw that around yeah I filled those blanks in but because again this movie wasn't centered on Beethoven maybe he just was stuck in a rut of being on film sets not living life doing what everybody tells him to do while the script says I gotta I gotta you know go fart here the script says I gotta drool over there jump over the balustrade right I don't get to make any decisions of my own and then he went off and had like a legitimate adventure and for some reason a through line in all these movies is he helps a small child fall in love yeah yeah Yeah. that's also weird I don't want to see like preteens fall in love and I even as a preteen I didn't give a shit about that stop assuming that the only way to get uh, like a young girl to enjoy a movie is by putting a romance subplot in with someone of their age yeah because that's the only reason I can think you're putting it in here unless you the writer want to watch kids fall in love which is Weird. weird weird to a jeepers creepers level we'll say yeah um yeah it's like who gives a shit why does this little boy need to find a, g- a little girl in his very small town that i guess he would not have found otherwise and then they end up best buds and she's co-starring in the movie it's like what also yeah. speaking of kids beethoven's kids got retconned twice because also in Beethoven's Big Break, he had a secret family. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he yeah. had three oh, yeah. puppies. Yeah. Yep. But it's like, oh, Beethoven just has these three puppies. And I don't know. What, so like, again, to reference like the first movie where he was a single dad for a while. Second movie. Second movie. Well, yeah, the second first, movie. First franchise. Yeah. But in yeah. the sixth movie, they reference that he has like three secret puppy, like three puppies yeah. and a single dad. But you don't find out who the mom is in this one. And then they just disappear. So maybe that's another reason Beethoven's depressed is he misses his kids yeah. or whatever. Or his wife's dead? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, it's never clear. Like, there, again, like, no one cares to, like, build Beethoven's story. The big underscore here is that we're here for the dog, and you keep not giving us enough of the dog, and you keep on giving us people who we don't care about, and that's where the problems are. Right. Like, I got nothing against Jonathan Silverman as a a human being or as an actor. I think he's perfectly serviceable in everything he's been in. He doesn't blow me away, but he doesn't, like, disappoint me in any way. He's a very generic, fine actor. But in these movies, I do not care a single solitary hair whether he lives or dies. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's pretty fair. Uh... Now, Christy Swanson, I do want her to be pushed (laughs) off of a cliff and land on a sharp rock. Parody satire. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, in the movie, not in real life. Yeah, definitely not. Clearly. No, 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 no. Not not the original Buffy Summers. Yeah, I I don't know. This movie was very clunky yeah. for me. And I was just like... It, 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 it okay. felt like what it was, which was a bunch of day player actors doing their shit in unrelated scenes. Yeah. Like, there's that so much this movie together. spent that has nothing to do with Beethoven or the treasure. Nope. 
We had a CG parrot. The CG parrot. There's parrot oh. vision. There's a whole scene where they have a food fight that a parrot. Oh, there's a lobster. Starts. Oh, yeah. the lobster, lobster CG. attack. CG, CG lobster, lobster oh. which is, by the way, that's the name of my fake lawyer that I use. CG, <laughs> CG lobster. CG lobster esquire. I would say very mantis C- toboggan of you. That's right. Always sunny. Please hire me to write for you. Yeah. Yeah. Also that. Yeah. Uh, also, if any of you want to come on the, the podcast, the adopts Beethoven. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Are right? you kidding? That would kill. Oh boy. I think it's time for Beethoven to make a comeback. Beethoven the most, reboot. This is the most four people have talked about Beethoven since the nineties. Yeah, yeah. Since like before the last movie was. Made. Okay. 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 So Beethoven gritty reboot. Beethoven and Gritty are best friends. You need to stop using Gritty Reboot to mean Gritty's in it. <laughs> Why? Why? Why should I stop? Give me any of it. The NHL. Beethoven as a goalie in the NHL, I am here for. Gritty can definitely appear. Yeah. Here for Beethoven's it. Beethoven's hockey. Yeah. yeah. Caper. Caper. Yeah, what would the title be? Beethoven. Um, On ice. Uh, Beethoven doesn't give a puck. Oh, Ooh, that might be too edgy be for too the edgy, children. Edgy. Okay, yeah. but that is the tra- that is the tagline. Yeah, Beethoven, sit, stay, goal. That's not bad, actually. Yeah. That's a good tagline. Sit, stay, goal. Yeah, because uh-huh. it kind of makes sense, and then when you really think about it, it doesn't. <laughs> I which know is exactly <laughs> what most movie taglines are. Yeah. We're like, that almost seems like it makes sense. Then we think about it, it's nonsense. Yeah, yeah that's perfect. I, yeah, I, that's good. I think it's that they drink too much. Who? The people that write these things. I don't think they drink enough because I yeah. feel like if they were yeah, really drunk. We're drunk now and we're funny. way more creative than they are. Oh, okay. Because they didn't think about Beethoven hockey. Well, then they be- literally went, looped back around to do a second treasure hunt movie yeah. without ever once stopping at hockey. Yeah. Yeah. Idiots. Yeah. Which also, I feel also, like. So they film in Canada. Also. There's so much hockey up there. Also, I feel like the other major dog series, the Air Buds, yeah. didn't do yeah. hockey. They did. Did they never do hockey? I don't wow. think they did hockey. Oh, I believe wow. they did basketball and football. And then I think they wait, maybe wait. did soccer. So you're saying the geniuses that cracked the concept <laughs> of having a dog play most other sports couldn't crack hockey and we did it. Let me double check. One. We did it today? On this, the day of my cat's quinceanera. <laughs> said that the last podcast <laughs> yeah let me look uh, at the airbud franchise don't have to do that. treasure tale uh not that great no mm-hmm. no so it's, it's kind of whatever it's got enough weird stuff in it that it's kind of entertaining but it's none of it looks good it's not particularly engaging and you know whatever yeah so are you are you teasing that we're gonna end up watching all the airbuds no only if i can find oh, a nice no. cheap box no no, no 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 uh, cause That's fine. There, you can. There's all the Airbuds. There's all the buddies. Yeah. Oh, if we're oh, doing God. the Airbuds, we're doing all the buddies movies. Uh, what am I gonna half-ass it? Dude, there's so many of them. I know. There's like twenty. It's there's... fine. It's. Would you oh. please? All right. There's okay. Four, there's fourteen. Good. There's fourteen. God. So That's yeah. a lot of. Buds. We got enough franchises to get through before we gotta worry about the Airbuds and the buddies. But yeah. we will do it. No. Um, oh. On a future installment of, as I've been thinking of it, Mount Mausoleum's Movie Museum. Ooh. Ooh, I love that a lot. Love that. Right? We'll just talk oh. about dumb franchises. Oh. Okay, so let's do our yeah. rankings. Okay. Uh, let's start with Crystal. Okay. Tobin, power so, rankings. Uh, N- I numerical, believe, yeah. Yeah, I believe my rankings go from best to worst. Yes. Two, one, five. 
Philadelphia. Yeah, 215, baby. All day. Uh, 215. That's the Philadelphia area code for your phone. Probably six, seven. Which is Christmas Adventure. Eight. Which is Treasure Tale. And then three is my least favorite. Um, you skipped four. Four. It, uh, you can throw it in between five, four, five, six. Uh, well, I mean, four, six, seven. That's fine. Okay. It doesn't really matter. I think that they're all pretty interchangeable, except for I hated three the most. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but two, one, five is absolute, and three is the last. The others are interchangeable for me. I kind of okay. don't care about any of yeah, them. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. Just... Everybody's a two one five, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely mine. Yeah, yeah. so my pa- my, yeah. my my well, my... so mine is two, and then one and five are tied. I think they're equally good. Okay, yeah, uh, I can see that. Oh, yeah. Wow, I think that's wrong. My but... no, sure. power rankings, yeah. it's like there's definitely number two is like my queen. One, I think, is substantially better than five, and like again, it could be my like nostalgia bias or mm-hmm. like my weird fondness for Charles Grodin. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I don't know. That's, I just think that's he's like... such a funny phrase. I just had to say it. I don't know. Like, there's just something sure. endearing about him. I'm like, you're just a good yeah. grump ass. So I have no problem with Charles Grodin. It's just funny to hear somebody say my weird fondness for Charles Grodin. Well, it was, it was also when I said, I can't wait to look at Charles Grodin. And you're like, no one's ever said that. <laughs> he... <laughs> He, he hosted his own late night show. Yeah. My favorite thing about it is the opening to every show, he would stare straight ahead and the cameras would switch from like camera one, camera three, camera two, camera four, like these, you know, and he would just stare straight ahead to the point where it took me, because my mom used to watch it, it took me like three weeks to realize he was like alive in there. I thought it was like a still photo that they had like shot from three different things. Oh boy. And I was like, oh no, he does this live every night. I thought it was one no. opening and they would re, like reshow it. Yeah. They would just do the same fucking camera move every night because his suit changed. And I was like, he doesn't have an expression. And then it was, the music would end and he'd be like... Welcome to the show. (laughs) The Beethoven power ranking is two, one, and five. And then I would go Big Break, a.k.a. number six. Yep. Four, which is the the switcheroonie Prince and Popper situation. Christmas, Treasure Tale, and then three can just get fucked entirely. Um, again, two, one, five. I would also, I would put four the next one. That was, I, I liked that you had a lot of dog. A lot of dog happening. I'm happy. And then, I mean, this is where everything's kind of interchangeable. Because, like, again, like, yeah, three can get fucked. That's my worst. Um, I might say Treasure Tale is maybe pretty good comparatively yeah. of, like, the bottom several. And then... I don't know, man. Like, Christmas Adventure and Big Break are kind of interchangeable for me. I think I maybe like Christmas Adventure slightly more because it's less of a rehash. Again, like, once once you get past five, it's just diminishing returns. Yeah, I mean, I have to agree. Like I said, two is the best. One and five, I think, are on pretty equal footing. If just as films, they're both equally good. But, you know, one is the originator, so I'm going to give it the lead. But two, one, five, and then I think I'm going right to treasure tale okay yeah. so i'm going i think you just like the the eight. seeking no i but honestly it's a it's a huge gap in quality mm-hmm. but if i'm ranking them yeah it goes two one five eight six four seven three 
Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. I can see that. I do not. Like, the Christmas one is like so, so crazy that like it's just all over the place and there's so much bullshit that has nothing to do with Beethoven. Yeah. But somehow still not as bad as three. No. Three is just yeah. like so boring. Oh. That's and that's my, I think that's my biggest problem is just like it wasn't even a fun dumb movie. No. It was just boring. Right. Like, it has it has uh, the sumo town western town thing which is uh, legitimately great. Actually. And it has these two weird ass fucking coked out villains. And it still manages to be really boring. I think I want to rank Sumo Town as its own element, in which I would put Sumo Town after five. We can't be ranking individual elements because I have, it has to get super granular. And then, like, I at, the, at the one millionth position, yeah. is the fact that that girl's name is Rice with a Y. <laughs> I was I was also really happy Colin Mockery showed up. It's right. not enough to make like, me Udo Kier uh, is somehow yeah. the fourth yeah. best Beethoven yeah. movie. Yeah, yes. it doesn't it doesn't do enough to but it. yeah, it's just I also I feel like we're like those Beethovens get kind of similar in quality. I think it just depends on which gimmick in the yeah, movie yeah, it speaks that, to you that speaks yeah. to you the most. And like I what said, what carries like, you along the most? Yeah, like like I said, Joey Fatone being a nice himbo bad guy like put yeah. Big Break higher up for me than it would for maybe the rest of y'all. Yeah, like yeah. me. That's why I think uh, Treasure Tales higher for me is I liked uh, Jeffrey Combs doing a weird thing and Udo Kier showing up. I was like, this is fine. Okay, so taking it back to our usual format. At what point does it stop being a great watch? After, after two. After two. So you wouldn't recommend five to people. No, I'm saying, I'm not saying chronologically, but I'm saying oh. in your ranking. Because it's two, one, five. I would say it's, after five, I'd be like, you're, you're, if you want to watch it, watch it. But you're, you may not get a whole lot out of it. Yeah, so five is still agreed. a great watch? I or think, is, I think so. two okay. and one and five all on their own are... All great watches. You can have fun with them. They're good. I, I would, yeah. you know, wouldn't feel weird putting them on for like a child and be like, yeah, enjoy yourself. The other five in the series, I'd be like, nah, we got to find something else better for you to watch, buddy. Yeah. Like maybe the Beethoven animated series. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Talk, let's talk about that. Uh, oh, so We've watched right. most of this series. It's on, it's currently on Peacock. Uh, yeah. And it came out in 1994, which is between the second and third movies. And it's honestly not bad. No, no it's pretty I good. Think it's really fun. It's like basically a run of the mill Saturday 90s Saturday morning cartoon, but like I got like I like legit laughed at yeah, it. Yeah, it's gotten more honest like belly laughs out of me than most of those latter half yeah. you know films. Um I also think that it's like really it's animated really well. Yeah, animation's like it's, okay. It's, it's got, pretty fun. It's very voice. of its time. Yeah. yeah. Got some good voice actors. Yeah. Yes. yes. Uh, the, the big so, deal is that Joel Murray, one of the Murray brothers, uh is Beethoven. Yeah. Joe Pantoliano is Sparky. His Dean BFF, Jones right. is George Newton. That's right. Um okay, so Nicole Tom who plays Rice in, in the, the first, first two, also, is also voices series. Rice, she the was, daughter, in this. She was also in The Nanny, by the way. Yep. Oh, yeah? Yeah, she was one of the daughters in The Nanny, oh, yeah. wow. which, great, great show. Uh, Tress yeah. McNeil is Ginger, yep. who's another, another co- dog. collie dog friend, and you're going to know her from a ton of yeah. animated things. A lot things. of The Simpsons. You'll yeah. recognize yeah. her voice. A lot of Matt Groening properties in general. Yeah. Um, she's on Animaniacs. And uh, Bill Fogerbacher who is from Coach yeah. and from the original uh, The Stand miniseries. And he's and Patrick Sponge- Starfish. Yeah, Spongebob. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from Spongebob. He is another dog. Yeah, he's Caesar, who is a kind of doofy Great yeah. Dane. Brian George is Mr. Hugs, who is a guinea pig. Yeah. yeah. Also yeah, a lot of classic Newtons. character actors beyond that. And like uh, Hank Azaria. Maurice LaMarche, Hank Azaria. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, a ton of people. Um, Dan Castellaneta, I'm looking at it now. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in one episode, Jess Harnell, who is the voice of Wacko Warner. Oh, yeah. Who, as I have said, We looks would like... like... Yeah. A photo. We would like a signed photo signed. of Jess Harnell. Uh, uh, if it could be his the... IMDb profile photo, that would be ideal, but we are not picky. Oh. For the Mount Mausoleum Movie Museum, it would be our piece de resistance. It really would. Um, yeah. He looks like if you got Jimmy Fallon to play Jason Momoa in a skit. But yeah, like a lot of like genuine laughs in this. The conceptual ground, it seems honestly like a lot of the writers for the movies after the series... Looked at the series and we're like, what are they doing here? Oh, dog psychiatrist? Yeah, I could throw that in here. Yeah, like, that, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things where I was just like, oh, that's the same as That has also come up, like, yeah. And I was like, oh, they probably wrote all these and we're just like, oh, well, fuck it. We'll just expand them into a movie. Yeah, yeah the cartoon because, is honestly pretty funny. Um, yeah. So. They're they're like 15 minute little things because you get two, two per. Yeah. Two per half hour. Yeah, they're probably yeah. like 10 or 12 minutes. And that's, yeah. what, that's why I say, like, if you watch Beethoven's 2, 1, and 5 and you're like, I need more Beethoven in my life. Yeah, go right yeah. to. Eschew the, the films. Yeah. Go to the cartoon. It will bring. The go new- directly to animated series. Do not pass go. Do, do not watch the other sequels. No. Please don't crush your yeah, soul do and your perception of Beethoven. We did it for you so you don't have to. That's yeah. right. So that you is don't- the Mount Mausoleum Movie Museum you- promise. Yeah, yes. you don't need him talking in uh, Christmas Adventures. Yeah, you don't need you to can hear have Tom him- Arnold. Who needs to hear Tom Arnold at Christmas? But yeah, you can have him talking in the animated series and you feel good about yourself and you don't have to think about all the other things that happen. All right. Thanks to you all for taking yeah. the time and helping us rank all the Beethovens. Yeah. Of course. And yeah, the the I'm emotional labor that everybody put in to <laughs> watch all of these. I can't yeah. believe we did it, you guys. And yeah, I can't believe we're at two years. I can't believe we did it, Hunter. Yeah, yeah right. I know. Congratulations again. Congratulations yeah. to you. I went to eat that cake. Boy. Yep, we're yeah. going to eat some cake. Like, I, this whole year's been a mind fuck, and then also all of this other stuff has been just a mind fuck. So, yeah. yeah, when I when I told people that I was watching all the Beethoven movies, they're like, wow, that's, you finally hit the core madness, like, in a really weird way that we didn't expect, and I'm like, I know, right? Oh, that was, yeah. Crystal's been logging on Facebook, and I've just seen people comment on you just being like, why? 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 <laughs> what? You yeah. know what's weird? Is how many people are questioning Crystal's status of like, eh, we're watching the seventh fucking thing that have children. Yeah. It's like, interesting choices you've made while you're judging our choices. Yeah, I was just like, I was just like, but I'm surprised The most this. interesting choice of all is just how they continued to make Beethoven movies after like, yeah. at this point I'm like, how are you getting funding I to like, make these? And I want to feel like there's like some rich guy that's like, I love Beethoven More so much. Beethoven. Let's just keep funding these movies and I don't yeah. care who makes them. Gerard T. Moneybags is like, there is not Ooh. enough Beethoven in the world. Unleash which, the toes. Which is why I say, please let us write Beethoven's Ninth. We yeah. can bring it yeah. back. We can restore Beethoven to his former glory because I think he deserves it. It's yes. going to be real Give us a call, weird. Gerard T. Moneybags. Yeah. I immediately forgot what I said his name was. That, that was it. right. Okay, cool. Yeah. All, right. Um, All right. Well, thanks very much. Follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at HWGW Podcast. Uh, you can email us at write Hey Watch Great Watch. That's W R I T E H W G W at gmail.com. And you can get us every other Wednesday. That's every, every other, other Wednesday. Wednesday here on the Movie John Podcast Network and anywhere you get podcasts. Crystal, do you have anything you would like to plug? 
Uh, sure. I have uh, I have art for sale on the internet, um, <laughs> which you can find on my Instagram at, at wantful underscore things. So wantful things, kind of like needful things, but different. Um, so you, yeah. And I thought you also have like a shoppy shop. Yeah, I have an actual shop, which is wantfulthings.bigcartel.com, which is a link in my bio on my Instagram. So buy some art for me or just say hi. We have an art gallery hallway because Crystal is amazing. Like, uh, it, it's really amazing. Um, abstract art. And so, I mean, like a lot of the stuff in the hallway is sold, but like to get an idea of her whole steez, we might just have a thing up. Because it's really nice. Look at you saying boomerang and steez. I know. Yeah, I like oh it. Bottle, Bottle, is there anything Bottle. you would like to plug? Um, I don't do anything cool except shit posts about wrestling and K-pop and my existential spirals. So if you would like to see any of that, my handle on social medias is BottleAge. B-O-T-T-L-E-A-G-E. If you go on Insta, you can definitely see Jericho the Catboy too. I'm funny, I guess. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thanks again. Yeah. And you know us. Yeah. We know you. Yep. We'll see you in the living room. Yeah. So Bye. 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 So, Bottle, is David from Lilo and Stitch a himbo? The signs point to yes, because once again, I am going to ask you, is he kind? Yes, yeah. very. Because that is, that is my first question, because people think all these muscle-bound hot guys are all himbos. I'm like, no, if they are not kind, they are not a himbo, they can get fucked. Yeah, MJF mm. is not a himbo. No. No, mm. no. No. Like, himbos are the kinds of guys, no, a himbo's gonna ask you about your day and care about it. A himbo's gonna pay his taxes. A himbo will donate to charity. A himbo will tip well. Again, is a himbo kind? Mm-hmm. That is always my first question, even before... The second question, which, is he hot? Oh, he yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he can fucking get it. Mm-hmm. Another... He, he, uh, poi boy. Yeah, like, like, like... Right? That's what they call the Flamey Jones? Maybe? No? Okay. Like, but, but, but still, oh, yeah. but still, I would fuck that cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> and you can put your money on that. And again, is he kind of dumb? A little bit. But, like, emotionally intelligent and, yeah. and intelligent about other things that he specializes in. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. And he's just a guy doing his... He's just trying to do his best. Yeah. He just wants to make everyone happy. And, like, especially the people he cares about. Which, it's just... That's... that's again, that's why I'm so soft for himbos. It's like, you're really hot and you just care. David Himbo. Really, really good Disney Himbo. Awesome. I put him up there in the upper. I, I would put him up there with Kronk. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for your time. Put my degree to use. Yeah. This is the cake interlude. You know who else did interludes? Beethoven, the man, right? Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah. Mantoven? Yep. Mantoven. Yeah. I, there's not a lot of crossover between, you know, the composer. Beethoven! <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's fast. Because you said it was going to be here in an hour. It's 3.47. They said it would be here around 4.30. Oh, so a full hour early. Yeah, because I ordered it at like 
three thirty. They they delivered it in about like twenty minutes. Oh my god. Huh. That's good rad. for them. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing is I saw you so. silence uh, a f- number on your phone. I'm like, isn't that maybe the cake? Yeah, I assumed it wasn't because yeah. it wasn't even close to an hour. If it was like yeah. 40 minutes, I would have been like, oh, okay, maybe it's them. Maybe yeah. they're early. Yeah. This is super early. That's funny. So I guess free plug for yeah. Scoop DeVille. They're really DeVille. fast. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Scoop DeVille, if yeah. you're in the area of a Scoop DeVille, they can ice cream you fast and good. Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> Want to be a sponsor, baby? Yeah, man, we could use some sponsors. Also, we're drinking Monster, so yeah, send me some cans. Send me some cans, sponsor cans, fun cans, <laughs> yeah, cans, but like an A and a really weird accent. Spawn cans, spawn cans. Oh, like the um, the one that's got the little circle above it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, like like the scars, scar, scar, scars, scars. Yes, like those guys. Yeah, like yeah. Those guys. 